Hello and welcome everyone to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our awesome YouTube audience to discuss today's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and today I'm joined by my good friend and GVG co-founder, Ash Polson, along with our wonderful crew, we got Brandon the Man Miracle, the Miracle Man, and uh, Daniel Alba, not related to Jessica, though, you know, prettier. <laughs> oh yeah, Daniel's way prettier. And, oh my goodness, uh, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, being the week of Christmas, there is uh, not a lot of news going on. Uh not a lot to really talk about. So we talked, nah. uh, we, we, we talked with the patrons and we're like, what should we do? Should we just have an off you know day where we just mess around in smash brothers? But then it was like, Hey, let's do a year in review again. And you know what? That's a good idea. Let's, let's cover the year that was 2021 as we go from January to June. So we're going to be trying to get through these as fast as we can while still co- trying to cover it all, because that's a lot of months to cover. Uh, in this in this amount of time, so uh, we're gonna be going at a good pace. We're gonna be going fast, uh, just like our our main man Sonic. Uh, what do you have to say about that, Sonic? Uh, gotta go fast. Let's review the game, the year in games, baby. Hell yeah! yeah there we go. Thank I you. I wasn't ready for that at all. All right, energy, go. Thank, thank, thank game you. Game of the year. On top of it. <laughs> yeah. Thank, Let's thank, go, baby. Thank you for that, Sonic. All right, but before no we, of course, before we get started, we do have to thank our sponsor for tonight for today. As always, we are sponsored by the Game Orb, a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. While they are still running Let's Plays of Splatoon 2 and Super Mario 64 from the 3D All Stars Collection, they are also adding new games like Sonic Colors Ultimate and Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Also, there are now shorter videos and a playlist called the Game Orb Minis for clips that are highlighted. So be sure to check out the Game Orb at the link in the description, as well as uh, I'm sure Ash is already pinning it and yes. doing all that wonderful stuff that he does as they're I'm at 373 right subs. Only 27 nice. away. That's crazy. Uh, wow. That is really well, cool. They have been, the Game Orb has been supporting us from the very beginning, everybody. So if everybody watching, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. I am uh, posting links to their and Galactic Creepers channel in the YouTube chat right now. Yep. So, thank you very much, Game Orb. Yep. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, before we actually get properly started, there was one super chat uh, from King Koopa with $2 saying, can't tune in because I'm about to go see Spider-Man. I am jealous. All three of nice. you have seen Fair. Spider-Man. I have Fair not. Reason. This sucks. I will say nothing. <laughs> I will say nothing other than enjoy. Have fun. Have a good have time. Have fun. Enjoy the Hopefully yep. next oh, yeah. week is when I get to see it. Maybe. So we'll Def- find- Definitely try to see it in theaters if you can, man. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. It is so worth it. I will do my best. But, yep. Uh, yep. Well, let's go ahead and get to this year and review. And I believe most years begin with January. So, yeah. No. Really? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Really? That's the real news today. Really? That's the real news. I believe news. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not. And you know what? I'd say the first major game we got in January is a pretty dang good one. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The Game, Complete Edition. Who knew? Yep. We yeah, got... that, um, and, and we did yeah. a stream of this. We did a team stream where we all played through together. And <laughs> in one session. I remember the games. 
Yeah, in one session. And the game's online was kind of broken when it first came out, but it got, it got a lot better after a post-launch update. And it's it's in a good place now, I think. Yeah, it seems fine, other than the Ubisoft locking behind the ni- knives, chow, well, and some stuff behind their BS services. Yeah. Thanks, Ubisoft. Yeah. yeah, gotta love that. But, I mean, and, well, no, don't gotta love that. That's the whole point. But <laughs> I'm, I am so glad, though, that this game did did ultimately get re-released because it's such a good beat-em-up in that kind of River City-esque style that, uh, you know, was, was kind of locked behind rights issues there for a while and, and couldn't be readily accessed, and now it can again, and it if you like beat-em-ups, you got to play this game. It is such a love letter, not only to old-school beat-em-ups in that River City style, but also to, you know, like Scott Pilgrim in general, just classic video games in general. It's a send-up of gaming culture and pixel art and great chiptune soundtrack by Anamanaguchi. Like, it's just a great, great game. Mm-hmm. Brandon, yeah. Daniel, have either of you played this? Because I know you don't, I don't think either of you play a ton of beat-em-ups. I, I bought it when it first came out, uh, but I didn't play it much, but I think the, the primary issue there is that I was playing it alone. Mm. And this is definitely a game that, you know, you want to play with other people. So I've just kind of been saving it in my back pocket for that, which is funny because Daniel and I recently just played the river city girls, (laughs) the Uh, inspiration. So I think if you like that, you probably should like this. (laughs) Yeah. Daniel, have you played it before? This was the first time I actually played through this game myself. I didn't I didn't hop on that the first time it was released. So I was really happy and excited to see that it finally was able to be re-released on other platforms. And uh, yeah, I, I, similar situation to Brandon. I only played it by myself, so I don't think I had the full experience for sure. So um, fortunately, I have someone to play it with now as a as, for a future stream, maybe here or there. Who knew? So yeah, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm really glad that. Like this game could be out again for more people to play and experience because like the art style, the the the, the music, everything about it is just so fun and, and, and charismatic and I, I just love it for that. It does a good job of that. Same. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no, it really does. I mean it's it's <laughs> the, it is a bit grind heavy. I will say that. There's as much as I do. There like is the a game, lot of grinding. Grind heavy. And it's one of those games where you kind of do there there are fast track ways to grind. There are there are exploits and mm-hmm. this is kind of one of those games where I've actually found that I have <clears> more fun abusing that exploit to level up my character super quickly and then just playing through the game overpowered with everybody. It's I feel like the grinding curve is a bit off if you play it mm-hmm. as regularly intended. So if this is a game you yeah. want to play, I do recommend looking into uh, the grinding exploits that you can take advantage of and just just go god mode on it it's a lot more fun that way i think yeah for sure i notice games like like when we played river city girls it's it's a lot more it's it's pretty well paced compared to some other like when i remember playing scott pilgrim um it, it was kind of did drag on here and there but i still had a good time with it i i look i do look forward to actually having that full experience with more people so yeah i mean the game is right. 10 years old so river city has has had more time to kind of evolve since then yeah <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Right. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, have any of us played Hitman, the Hitman series? Hitman 3 came out on January 20th. I have. Brandon. Yeah, I have. Oh, I, 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 oh, wow. I did get to check out a little bit of Hitman 1, and I enjoyed that for this reboot whole session, but I've not obviously gone to 3 yet. But how is it? So, uh, sorry if I'm still staticking. I don't know how to stop it. Um we were trying. So, for those of you who, for those of you who don't know, you can play the levels from Hitman One and Two in Hitman 3's engine if you oh. own those games. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, so what I've done is I have Hitman Three on PS5, 
uh, as well as Hitman 1 and 2. So I can play the whole series in Hitman 3. So I've played Hitman 3, but technically speaking, I've only played Hitman 1. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do want to say that Hitman is really, really cool. Uh, it's basically just a series of a few stages, a few maps, really. Um, you have a set assassination target, and the game just says go. You can basically handle it however you want to. Uh, there are recommended paths you can go down. The game will kind of funnel you into those. But if you're like me and you just want to push the guy out a window, you can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it has a t- who doesn't want to do that? It has right? a ton of replayability because, uh, you know, it, it, it'll have, like, challenges like, hey, do it in this way, do it in this way. And you can just keep trying it and get great, uh, um, you know, great experiences seeing different ways to do it. I they I believe in the old in the first two games they've had limited time events as well where they have like special assassinations and you get one try to do them and one of them was uh kill Sean Bean because he dies in everything. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um I have not ever really been a big Hitman fan myself, so I haven't played these myself, but I have been told as Brandon said that they are actually really good games and uh that that as far as hitman goes hitman really rarely has been better at least from what i've been told and uh i'm super glad to hear that because i know the series kind of went through a little bit of a lull and it seems like it's back and better than ever though so uh, imagine like uh, it's good enough for me imagine you're in a theme park and you know you have all these rides you can go on but you know there's no lines for anything you can go do whatever you want Uh, that's basically the hitman series you can hit uh, you can hit things in pretty much any order that you want. You can hit things, um, man. You can use just about anything as a weapon as long as you can throw it or, you know, right. it deals some kind of damage to someone's body. Uh, God, I've never what had kind of theme funnier... parks are you going to, man? I've never been to a theme park where I can just... <laughs> I think there is a theme park <laughs> thing where you can set up yourself up as a clown or something. I'm going to surprise you because you can steal but, clothes uh, and whatnot. Yeah. If if you ever want a game that you can like turn your brain off to and just enjoy beating people up, as weird as that sounds, play Hitman. <laughs> it, it makes for a good like uh, challenge thing where like you're with a buddy and it's like, hey, uh, all right, my turn to try to do this. You fail, pass the controllers. Let's see how you do, and you kind of learn off each other, try different things. It has that good pass the controller feel, I'd mm-hmm. say. Definitely, right. it's a good game to to just have people in the room with you because. Uh, you can get up to all kinds of shenanigans. Yeah. I do love shenanigans. Well, uh, how do you feel about... <laughs> oh, boy. Um, hmm? How do you feel about waifus? <laughs> I know exactly which one you're going to... Yep. January 26th. Uh, Atelier Ryza 2 Lost Legends and the Secret Fairy. <laughs> this was sort of infamous for us, uh, Ash, because this was when we were waiting on, I believe... I forget what the other game was, but we were waiting for something to come up. And before it happened, there was a section. It was on the GX stream. It was, yeah, that's right. It was uh, you, me, and Steve waiting on some sort of thing happening. And I believe, uh, was it, Azran says it was Monster Hunter. It might have been. Oh, Age of Calamity, says Brandon Bovia. We were waiting on a stream for uh, Age of Calamity to learn more about that and see it in action. And just beforehand, we went. Uh, live and they had a uh, thing for Atelier Ryza 2 where they had a girl in cosplay and they were showing off her um, costume we'll put it that way and we all had a reaction that's funny I 
I, well, it wouldn't have been a GX stream, though, because this was January of this year. Well, no, this was when it was coming out. In oh, oh, got it. Okay, wow. I barely remember that. That's so funny. I remember the Age of Calamity stream, but I barely remember the other, yeah, the Atelier Ryza 2 thing. Wow. We got Good clipped. <laughs> we got clipped and pointed yeah. out. I was like, these guys are like prudes or whatever. I forget how it was. I, yeah. Oh, my That's God. That's funny. That's uh, us, prudes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> totally us, clearly. Um, yeah, I don't even remember that. I certainly didn't play. I only played the first Atelier game back on what, Atelier Iris, I think, on PS2. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really. It had a great soundtrack, but I never. I didn't really stick with the series beyond that. I've never played any of the series, but I mean, that character design honestly, uh, obviously, has people happy. I don't even know. Was this game better than the first? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. I yeah. I, I know that this series continues to be very popular. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a cult classic, yeah. but or a cult favorite, but. Yeah, I, I like I said, I kind of dropped the series after Iris. I liked it, and it just didn't quite grab me that much. Fair enough. Yeah, this is a, this is the one that I yeah. personally haven't been able to get into myself, even though I've been recommended to it for for reasons I don't know. I question that, but what kind of games I seem like I'm, I'm interested in? But yeah, <laughs> and I heard people say like pretty wholesome things about the series, so. That's uh, good. Considering what's what's been shown in certain streams, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> the funniest part of all this is is pe- to me is people calling us prudes because if, if you go back and look at all of our streams, most of our streams, oh yeah, I would say they get pretty spicy. So that was a an interesting conclusion <laughs> to draw for us. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you? I, I know this didn't really click with Atelier Ryza might not have clicked with you, Ash, but there was another game that you popped off for on, at released on January twenty sixth, Cyber Shadow. I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cyber Shadow. I reviewed this and I gave yeah, it a great vibes. Yeah, I really enjoyed Cyber Shadow. And this was something, this was a game that I had been really, really excited for ever since I first played it at, I think, PAX East 2019. Uh, maybe 2020, but I think it was a 2019 Then I played it again at 2020. Um, but yeah, it, it, it turned out to be great. It's just a good, solid action platformer with Ninja Gaiden-esque vibes. Uh, it, it still very much does its own thing. Uh, but what I like about it is it doesn't try to do too much. It doesn't try to innovate and, you know, do any, you know, it's just a good 2D action platformer that kind of reminds you of Ninja Gaiden, but with its own story, you know, characters, great boss fights and a killer soundtrack. Yeah, I enjoyed it. The story was a bit eh, kind of forgettable. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, it didn't really do do it for me on the story end, but everything else about it, I thought it was great. And it was Yacht Club's first, uh, I think it was the first game they published but didn't develop their own they 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 didn't develop them develop it themselves they published it and if this is indicative of of their publishing arm then hell yeah i can't wait to see what else they do because yeah cyber shadow great game yep i still have not checked it out i want to but uh just haven't had a chance but i loved what i played at pax loved it yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely as late night Christmas light says in live audience. Uh, Cyber Shadow is a great game, I love it, but that game hates me. It is a toughie. That's true. It, it, this game, this is a game that mm-hmm. does not pull its punches. Uh, it definitely expects you to learn the boss patterns. You can't really brute force your way through, um, and I like that about it. But you do have to be willing to like really dig in and get good at the game because it's not the kind of game that's super accessible if you're not really into 2d action games it's not quite nes hard it's not that hard but it's not easy either cool i maybe i'll get to check it out someday hopefully maybe <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> that feeling um 
One, one more thing I do want to mention. Steve isn't here, so if he was here, he would talk about it. But the medium did come out right. on January 28th. I was going to bring that up. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we can't really oh, talk right. that much about it because yeah. Steve the, played it, not us. I don't think he liked he, it. He much. didn't get into it. I, I've heard some uh, – apparently has some unfortunate um, – depictions of i think mental health in it oh i, I oh. forgot about that i ah. yeah that's right yeah <clears throat> and that's really uh, unfortunate. Unfortunate. this was back when it was a xbox exclusive it's out on ps5 now but i mean i don't think anybody i mean the gimmick of seeing yourself in two worlds at once was kind of cool but i don't think it seemed to catch up onto it but hey as Asman points right. out it is on game pass so um play hellblade instead <laughs> That's what I'll say. There yeah. you go. I mean, Hellblade won awards for his depiction of mental health, especially psychosis. So I had completely forgotten about the medium and, and how it can it kind of came under fire for that. I don't know the specifics of it uh, because I didn't play it, but that's really a damn shame if, if it does have problematic portrayals of mental health. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for January. Not a bad month. Do I sound off. like butter now? Yes, you do, actually. Ooh, you do. Smooth wow. like You butter, sound man. as sexy as Daniel looks, so kudos. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're not just smooth, what is, man. You're what does that say about how I look? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. All right. I'm glad. I, no, no. Uh, I've been doing some fixing in the background. Yeah, you uh, sound way better. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, and the only thing I would mention nice. really quick here is that on January 4th, Nintendo purchased Next Level Games. I had forgotten about that. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Good Level move. Right at the very beginning of the year. Oh. And the, fin- the finalizations uh, were done by March 1st. Fiscal, of course. That makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that happened. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a good purchase. I appreciate it. We haven't seen any results cool. of that, but it's nice that it's there. And unfortunately, Vicarious Visions was merged into Blizzard on January 22nd. Ooh. That's... Not good vibes. Uh, no. I forgot that that happened in January. Oh man, that's uh. unfortunate. <laughs> uh. Well, before we move on to February, we have uh, Pirate Jake saying, "Hey guys, just wanted to highlight that 2021 was my first full year pursuing my dream of Wii of Wii game collection. After about 100, cool. one hundred one point five years of series collecting, I am closing in on two hundred games. Wish me luck. That is a lot of shovelware, my wow. man, but there's also a lot of great games in there." If you haven't Definitely. picked it up yet, Fragile Dreams. Great game. Love that. I need to find oh, it myself. Oh, Ruins of the Moon, right? Yes. I, yeah. You mentioned that you like that a lot. Yeah, I'd love to get that back, but it's uh, gotten a little pricey. So. Right. Yeah. A lot of treasures, lot of treasures in that uh, library. Hope you got Sin and Punishment Star Successor as Ooh, well. I have that one. Get Rhythm All Heaven Fever. All my friends Fever. hated that Rhythm game. I was Heaven so Fever. mad at that. <laughs> Why? I've, not, I've not actually played through it, but uh, yeah. They wouldn't play it with me, and I'm like, you guys suck. <laughs> oh yeah, Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Not played that either, but man, there's oh, we had a lot game. of great like cult classics. I think that's that's where it kind of stands yeah. out. Yeah, so. agreed. Don't have fragile dreams yet, but definitely looking for it. Oh, perfect, perfect. Well, let's go ahead and continue on to uh, February, where <laughs> it's a good month. It's a good month, but oh, yeah. it, it started good off month. in a very weird way. Does Anybody remember Destruction All Stars? I played it once. I do. I played a little bit of it. It eh, eh, didn't really do it for me. I think the game's biggest off. issue for me wasn't the gameplay. It's the fact that there's no music during the, there matches. Isn't? It's Wait, so really? silent. Yeah, there's no music during matches. Man, we we Mario Kart 64 up in here apparently. 
<laughs> that's why I mean, that's a known issue with uh if you play mario kart 64 and three or four player you don't get any music uh just yeah. due to system limitations but the ps5 doesn't have that excuse so i don't or lucid games i should say don't have that excuse uh, i i assume it was an intentional games. choice because like you know a lot of competitive or like first person shooters won't have music during gameplay because they expect you to play your own but i'm like no just just give me a soundtrack i can turn it off if i want to <laughs> And as uh, as Rob Arman Xmas points out in our live audience chat, uh, they remember that the game was originally priced at seventy bucks, and then they dropped it to twenty, and then added to, to PS Plus, and still no one bought it. Yeah, that's right. It originally was released as a yeah. full price game, and they couldn't even sell it at no. less than half that, let alone as a PS Plus title. Nobody cared. I, about uh, it. I got yeah. one of those PS Five GameStop bundles at launch because that was the only way I could get one. Uh, thankfully, it came with Spider Man, so like. It didn't hurt that bad. But the other game it came with was Destruction All-Stars. And because that game ended up getting delayed, they just gave me my money back. Oh, (laughs) sweet. You got the best deal. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Nice. Not upset over that. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Now. Thanks, Destruction (laughs) (laughs) All-Stars. Yeah. The other game that came out on the second uh, is East 9 Monstrum Knox, which you weren't quite feeling, Ash, because you loved East 8. Loved it. You did. And to be fair, I didn't play East. I, well, I played the demo, and I wasn't really feeling the demo. Um, I have been told by people who played the full game that it actually is pretty great and that I should play it. I'd love to if I have the time, because as I said, I loved East 8, reviewed it for GX, adored it. But I just didn't like the world design in East 9. So many browns and dark, garish colors, as opposed to East 8, which took place on a deserted island having all these beautiful, lush, vibrant nature colors. It's just, it was, East Nine was very gothic and very, like, there's a lot of verticality in the art and the world design and the architecture. Nothing wrong with that, but just the world didn't pull me in the way East 8 did. But the gameplay still felt pretty good from what I remember of the demo. I just didn't really, visually, I wasn't as as pulled into it, I guess. But, you know, a game isn't all about its visuals. And this is one of those games where straight up, if I had 40 hours to spare, this would be pretty high on the list of games I'd like to go back and play. Because it's East. I like East. And, you know, Falcom's music group, you know the soundtrack's amazing. So I just I want to play it, but didn't have time. Yep, that sounds about right. Uh, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of hype around in this game. I've not played it myself, but has any of us played Little Nightmares 2, released February 11th? I have. I, I played it back-to-back with the original. Because uh, I think... I think I got them both on sale, so I just played them together. Mm. Uh, it's a great game. Uh, it's beautiful. It's creepy. <laughs> the level design is interesting. Like, it has that kind of, like, shoebox diorama kind of feel to it. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, if you're interested in the lore of uh, Little Nightmares, it, it does a lot of interesting stuff with that, uh, specifically in 2. Uh, nice. But yeah, I'd recommend it. It's short, nice. though. Oh, Just know that. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that's to be expected. I, I've heard a lot of love for that game in general, uh, Little Nightmares mm-hmm. 2. Like, I, I've heard a lot of good, good, just love for it. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I, I was, it was definitely recommended to me a lot. Like, if I had, uh, the, if I had beaten Luigi's Mansion uh, faster when I was doing it my Halloween streams, uh, Little Nightmares was the next on the docket that people wanted to see me play. So it definitely has some yeah. love around it, too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. cool stuff. 
But uh, it might have gotten overshadowed a bit by the thing that was released <laughs> the next day uh, on February 12th. I'm, of course, talking about Galgon Returns. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, that's uh, Super, Mario 3D World, <laughs> Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. That's, uh, that's right. That's the bigger game there. <laughs> that's my birthday game. Right. Yeah. yeah. My birthday. Hey. All right. Wow. Right. Happy birthday to you. Of course, of course, a Mario game came out on Brandon Miracle's of cur- birthday. Of course. I felt blessed. <laughs> Happy birthday, buddy. Um, Thank you no, so much. <laughs> Um, this is a this is a good re-release. Uh, Bowser's Fury provided a nice potential blueprint for where 3D Mario could go in the future. It definitely, for me, it never got out of feeling like a proof of concept. It didn't feel like mm. a fully fleshed out thing, even in you know even mm. in the final game, it didn't feel fully fleshed out. But I liked it as a as a proof of concept. It also had killer music, which is no surprise. It's Mario, but it was a it was a nice. I would almost call it a distraction. Like it wasn't a full game, but it was mm. a nice distraction. It was fun to, you know, explore. And then, you know, then, of course, you have 3D World, which was just, this was a great reminder for me that 3D World is really damn good. And in my opinion, kind of underrated. It is one of my favorite 3D Mario games. And I, I felt that way back on the Wii U, but I kind of think I just forgot for some reason. So I had a great time replaying this and rediscovering my love for 3D World. I know it's not for everybody. It is very Mario 3-esque. You have... A beginning and an end you have to get to the goal it's not explorative like odyssey but that's okay it's more focused than odyssey and that it's is a, a different kind of enjoyment it's the last time we got that kind of super mario galaxy slash galaxy 2 uh style level design from the mario yeah. team because hmm. odyssey obviously went in a very different direction uh it did include levels like that but they were not nearly as abundant and i found over the the course of the last few years that for me personally I think I might like that more. And yeah, uh, it, it was hard to come to terms with that. Cause I was so excited for Odyssey and I loved Odyssey and don't get me wrong, but there's something about that just tight focused level design that the Mario team yeah. can deliver that I just find so good. I, it might've been diluted you. a little bit, but because of the new super Mario brothers series where you just sort of forgot that they were capable of that. But yeah, the, the more linear design, I can, I can kind of see like yeah. when they have those, platforming challenges it really does do a lot and the 3d world is absolutely fantastic when played in multiplayer uh trolling one another helping each other whatever you however you play together uh it accommodates and is, is a great time i i did not the online suck though yeah the, the online, online did kind so of suck um yeah. that is, that we is tried a to shame. Play with our very good friend john cartwright actually and it was oh yeah Pat and john cartwright and it just was a did not mess. go well <laughs> that's too far oh, for yeah. nintendo internet yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. i even go so uh, far i unfortunately yeah. did not get to play the entirety of uh bowser's fury i did get to play a portion but this was like I think Kai was three months old at this point. So I got to play a little uh, bit yeah, while yeah. holding him, but it's not exactly the easiest thing. So I'm, I missed quite a few games uh, around this time. Um, I enjoyed what I played, but uh, I also like right. everybody's kind of problems with it. Um, I could already see within the first two islands. Uh, I was like, yeah, this makes sense. It's a little limited in like uh, the, uh, it definitely proof of cost, uh, proof of concept. Um, the way Bowser's uh, Bowser is handled is kind of a pain. How he uh, you need him to stick around for certain things, but he goes away every time you get yeah. one. So he has there's a lot of waiting wait. around. It's like oh, Before I see. Before launch, I called it was on a timer. By the way, I can't uh, remember. I know I did a, a analysis, but I can't remember how accurate I was. Uh, but yeah, that was I, like I, one I remember... thing I suggested to you, but uh, I don't think we agreed on it before. Uh, you 
Corey Ooh, uploaded it. Brandon Ooh. calling Derek out. I love it. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a uh, point for me. I'm just. <laughs> it is. It is. It is I think I called the fact that the uh, the expand would expand and whatnot, or that the uh, lighthouses. Something about the lighthouses. I know I got a few things. Um, a few no, things were, down. You were pretty on point, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just had to. I had to get my my one thing. My out moment. There. <laughs> no, it's my sure. credit. No. <laughs> But uh, it'll be interesting yeah. to see if we if we see any elements of Bowser's Fury in the next mainline 3D Mario game. Was yeah. it just a one-time proof of concept, or are they going to carry some of what they did in that game forward to into whatever's next, whether there's Odyssey two or whatever they're doing next? But but in general, uh, I think it was a good package, and I really enjoyed not only exploring this new little side thing, but also replaying and 100%ing uh, 3D World again because oh. man. I love the difficulty curve in that game. It is such a good adventure from start to finish, as opposed to something like Odyssey, where, man, I love the, the main campaign, but the post-game fell so flat for me. And for me, it's just like mm. 3D World is all killer, no filler, baby. I really love this game. <laughs> really nice. love it. Yeah, I think it's even in the game itself, the having have and we'll definitely see something like this again in the future. Like Even within Mario 3D World itself, proof, proof of concept for for Captain Toad became its own game within this with, 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 was this or it was a proof of concept within this game in the first place that's true and that's uh, true and uh yeah just having that uh that 3D world but ha- like half odyssey half like 3D world feeling within Bowser's Fury um it was refreshing for for what the moment was i think a lot of it was just like in the moment a spectacle like just going kaiju giant super saiyan cat mario versus fury bowser <laughs> yeah it gave us this game gave us god slayer bowser and i'll always appreciate the game for giving us that that magnificent <laughs> that spectacle of what we what we see there but no, um, i don't care if that's not a real name he's god slayer bowser forever to me I don't <laughs> I'm gonna, that's who yeah. he is in my heart <laughs> exactly ultimately yeah. i know a lot of people were disappointed in the overall scope of bowser's fury but for me personally i think it was just as long and as you know large as it needed to be um mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It, you know if it had gotten any bigger then it would be competing with its with its other half um fair and you know like i like we all see that it's laying the groundwork for something new um, and I'd rather them put their efforts into that than all of it into something like Bowser's Fury. Right. Yeah, that is fair. Yeah. And I really just By the love... way, that's totally going in out of context, Brandon. I already <laughs> see it in the chat. Hard. Yeah, I knew exactly. it as I was saying it. I was <laughs> trying to find a way around it, but it just wasn't, nope. it wasn't happening. No, sometimes you're just there's, there's stuck. No way around the spicy. You go through, straight through the spicy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, really I wear just, the uh, spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and I just really just appreciate the game. Um, like, the, I didn't even talk about 3D World itself. I really just appreciate the, the things that I did for, you know, improvements, quality of life. Just making the characters faster made yeah. this game so much more playable. For me, mm-hmm. for people that I play with, whether it was online or on couch co-op, um, just really helps accentuate the fact that, you know, this this is really tightly packed game and world and even if at some points the game wasn't designed for such speed which is pretty funny like the one where you're chasing the flagpole that runs away you can just clear that in like 10 seconds oh, now with Toad. yeah oh yeah <laughs> that was that was the other thing i forgot that 3d world did it it, it increased the game speed by like 30 percent, and it made it so much better it made an already great game even better that was so the right move increasing the game speed just across the board 
really mm-hmm. loved that change. I also liked the addition of the Odyssey dive. As small as of a move it is, as it yeah, is, like right. it it can get you places you couldn't get before, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a, it's a good port. It's a good port with a fun little extra mode, uh, really solid. But I'll admit, I was a bit more excited for the next game that came out than I think was uh, is worth mentioning. Oh, yeah. February 23rd, Persona 5 Strikers. Oh, boy. I've Do been... I sure love playing Persona 2 when I can't play Persona 1 on the Switch? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Persona 5 2, Persona That's, 1 see, 2. Nothing, nothing like not knowing what's going on when uh, when you get to it. But, uh, yeah, this is one of the first games I got to play on my PS5 and got to see the advantage of the, the SSD for this sort of thing. And oh, nice. Um, yeah, th- I, this is the game. Like I made a point to try to get a review in despite, uh, you know, taking care of Kai and whatnot, somehow managed it. Cause that is not a short game. That is a definitely is a full on 40 hour, uh, action RPG really. And I, I think that's, what's great is that, um, the game does work as a sequel, though. I think it's more a sequel in the, in the vein of like, you know, movie follow up. like, mm-hmm. um, what's the best way? The way I think the Ash would uh, understand is like kind of like uh, Conqueror of Shambhala. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that, or even the 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 FMA Brotherhood movie they did, or maybe even right. like the Cowboy Bebop movie. It feels right. like an episode. Like an you get episode. you get more of these characters. It's the great, but it's also not a you know the stakes aren't it quite advance the plot in a meaningful way as much. I yeah, guess. it's it's right. a good yeah. way to see how the characters have evolved. Uh, right. Since their experiences in the original, which is still great, and sure. you get that character interaction. There's some uh, great moments. So Sophie uh, is a fantastic new character. Uh, there is um, some really, uh, really good stuff in there. Oh, Shambhala is the Brotherhood movie. I forget the no, other it's one. Not, though. I thought I, no, I forget Walker what the Shambhala is the OG FMA. Movie. I thought it was okay. I think I thought it was right. Yeah. But, um, I can yeah, I, I got to push back on that one. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah, but no, the Brotherhood movie was literally like an extended episode of the anime, whereas Conqueror Shambhala was like a proper oh, alternate ep- ending. To yeah, series. it was an ending. Yeah, yeah, definitely an ending. Yeah. Uh, cleared up some things, um, but yeah, Star it's... of Milo's. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's it. it. Star it's of My- Milo's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know Star something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's the, the crazy thing for me with Persona Five Strikers is that it doesn't feel like. A Dynasty Wars game most of the time. I'd say 85% of the time, it's more of an action RPG just in the Persona style. And it completely works. Uh, I, I love it for that. Mm-hmm. But when you do get those moments where it does become more Dynasty Warriors, like it, it feels cathartic in nature. Just like now you, the characters are opening up because they, even they mention it's like, oh, all right, let's go all out. And I don't know. I had a really good time with it. It was really fun. This is really a genuine nice. like entry in a Persona game because um, like other Persona like people think of Persona spinoffs, still think of like Persona Four Arena or the dancing games. This one really, I think it actually did a lot to flesh out the characters that are here, and actually all the characters are here from the beginning. You don't have to go through the whole story and just slowly collect everybody and <laughs> complain that Haru is only there for one eighth of the game, like she is in the in the base game. But uh, just seeing the characters get fleshed out more, um, this was like. This was for those who played the game. You're essentially traveling around Japan, and like this was the road trip that I needed while we were in, in all stuck at home, yeah. just to go around with friends that uh-huh. you know that you're well acquainted with, and just you know having a good time, just 
all the uh, wholesome like like slice of life moments where they go eat places or hang out mixed in with the you know the actual muso aspect of it for the the story because it's all very atlas and everybody they really integrated and infused the dna of persona in this very well and i appreciate for that down to the very like stylized menus that the base game is known for and uh yeah characters like sophie um Zenkichi is a very I, I love Zenkichi as well in this game. I I'm starting to relate for to him too much as the uh, the old man <laughs> character, the one that's if you're over 30 years old, you're just the old man yeah. of, the, of the party. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. But, but man, that's that, that drives I, me crazy. The whole like Raven and yeah, and, um, yeah, and tales of uh, Mesosphere. Yeah. Like he's what 30? What is he like 35 or something? Yeah, he calls he's like a washed old up old man gambler. Well, that, it's, it's so stupid. That's like yeah, Gumshoe in, in uh, Ace Attorney, where you think he's like right. 40 or something. Like no, he's just like what. 30 32 never never forget according to miyamoto mario's 24 uh it's yeah, older than mario and that scares me <laughs> yeah yeah it is but, um, but yeah this, yeah this is i i, I kind of forgot that this game came out this year uh, I, I really enjoy playing this game but man I, I feel like i understood the combat the least of any muscle game i've ever played as well no, like really. i kind of I, I didn't really catch on to all the the mechanics as i was playing i think um i don't know i i think the structure of muso kind of faded away a little bit too much in certain parts in some aspects but um being more of a persona fan that's something that i i was fine with me for other people maybe not so much but but yeah just just a great entry in the in the series and um just a, a really fun way to experience more of the characters that you love mm-hmm I do wish it had gotten some DLC so we get like at least Kasumi mm-hmm. from Royal or yeah would have been Akechi, fun to get like some, some, even though it didn't make sense yeah just like <laughs> right. some some of the bonus characters that the Dynasty's uh, Warriors spinoffs are known for so yeah there was like I think before the game came out one of the locations that people saw they were like convinced that it was Inaba from Persona Four and if people like could explore an area of that as like DLC that's not tied to the story that would have been really cool or more characters yeah there's more persona users as this style but it was technically the smallest roster of musos ever seen and... yeah <laughs> i wouldn't mind a non-canon sequel that brings in more of the persona characters Mm-hmm. yeah they did that with arena persona for arena they brought in like the entire P- P- p3 cast yeah and yeah. get to see him aged up as well that's yeah insane really cool. but well let's continue on uh strikers was fun uh and Another surprise release that was fun. I didn't get a chance to play it myself, but I heard good things. Ghost and Goblins Resurrection. Did any of us try it out? Yeah. Uh, I did. Initially, I only got this on my system to get the Arthur Spirit and Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh my Ultimate, God, of course. Oh my gosh. I didn't, I didn't buy it for that reason. <laughs> Fortunately, we all share each other's accounts. So like I was able to get it, you know, just have the save data on my system and not, you know, pay pay for a spirit. I wouldn't have done that. But... I did need to get the Smash Ultimate Spirit. Um, you know what? I this is gonna ruffle some feathers. Obviously, I'm the Mega Man guy. I love you know I'm the Sonic. I'm the 2D platformer guy. But I've never been a big Ghosts and Goblins fan. I respect it, mm-hmm. and I, I understand how you know tremendously influential it is, and I get why people love it. It just has never been for me as much. So I did play Resurrection, and I you know I had an okay time with it, but I dropped it pretty quickly. I just don't really like Ghosts and Goblins mechanics as much. Um. So that's just kind of how I feel about it. But I think as a as a as an authentic Ghosts and Goblins revival resurrection, as it were, <laughs> I think it's great. I think it it plays like a great 
modern Ghosts and Goblins games that, that, that doesn't do too much to make it feel different from the classic games. It's just a new Ghosts and Goblins game in 2021, kind of like what Mega Man 11 was for Mega Man. It didn't do too much that was like new and crazy. It's just a damn good Mega Man game in 2021 with modern visuals. And uh, so I liked it, but it's just not Ghosts and Goblins as a franchise just isn't my thing as much. Yeah, that sounds fair. I, I've only played the uh, SNES version and beat it, but so I was kind of curious about it. But I, I, art style did kind of throw me off. I was like, mm. I, I know they say yeah. it looks good in motion, but it just seeing even trailers, so it's like I don't know. It just didn't look great. I don't know why. Mega Man Eleven Always. definitely seemed like it had a much bigger budget visually, you know, for the visuals. Oh yeah, definitely did. did. Yeah, no doubt about that. You were gonna say something? But yeah, Brandon? I mean. Yeah, go for it. Oh, no, I just said the, the art style was a choice. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, oh, that, uh-huh. that, is, that yeah. is true. Um, yeah. You know what else was a choice? Some of the changes <laughs> made on the game that released on February 26th, Bravely Default 2, a game that I think broke uh-huh. Ash's heart a little. <laughs> it did, it did. Look, Bravely Default 2 is not a bad game, but I dropped it because it's just... it. It felt like such a step back from Bravely Second in so many ways. And I've said this before, so I won't go too on go on too long about this. But like Bravely Second's director apologized for how that game turned out, but I don't know why, because it was amazing <laughs> compared to Bravely Default 2, which is just it's fine. It feels, you know, like an old school Final Fantasy SJRPG, and I'm glad that I'm glad this series still exists, but it felt like such an, an obvious and willing step back from bravely second in terms of player accessibility i love the way second let you tweak the experience to your liking you can grind as easily as you want you can turn up battle speed and you can you can have faster battles in this too but in second you can have you can chain battles together for bonus experience in this game you need a a special item to do that it just felt like a step back that said the soundtrack is still killer ravo came back to do the, the music and might have my best my favorite soundtrack of the year but just the story, the characters, the gameplay all just felt like such a major step back for me compared to Bravely Second and the first Bravely Default. And it just straight up let me down. Not a bad game, but it let me down across the board, except for the music. Fair enough. I mean, I, I did yeah. not have time to pick it up, so I just I've completely missed it. But I've also missed every single Bravely Default game at this point. So, uh, right. Someday. Same here. <laughs> Eddie B says, what happens when you're a JRPG protagonist who can't make the monthly loan payment? You bravely default. That's a- Oh, no. I see you. I see <laughs> that, is, you that is pretty good. good one. Yeah. But, oh. uh, yeah, it just didn't it didn't do it for me. And I, I, I dropped it maybe a little less than halfway through. I just, the story didn't grab me. The characters weren't as interesting, uh, especially compared to the cast of the first two games. So, yeah, I, I, I will see what happens with the next installment. But it just, I felt like it was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these lukewarm the, the lukewarm reception to Rayleigh Default Two was pretty much why I hadn't picked that one up. I, I played the first game. I played all the way through that one, which was a fine game, um, except for that one part that wouldn't stop. <laughs> yeah, I hear that uh, a lot. <laughs> I don't know but, what, uh, exactly what that part is, but apparently it's pretty bad. Oh yeah, it's, I had to stop for a long time until I forced myself to power through it. But it's a game that, on principle, I'd like to go back to and see through because it's it's good. But but the uh, the different difficulty settings I come to f- find out don't really affect much of anything other than how many enemy uh, how many turns the enemy gets each tr- each round compared to your own turns. 
It doesn't change HP amount. It doesn't change change damage output. So even playing the game on easy, it isn't really that much easier. And the game requires so much grinding. It's just yeah, mm-hmm. I it, the, the the balance didn't land for me at all. That's the gate the gate that keeps Brandon away. When you say you know there's too much level grinding, no, that's I hear not you. For me. <laughs> I, I hear you, man. You know what I'd like to Same. see. A re-release of Final Fantasy the Four, Four Warriors of Life because that was sort of proto bravely default. And I, I'd oh, that would be cool. Be curious yeah. to check that one out. I know it's probably basic as all get out, but oh well. I just hope we get a bravely third someday, like a proper bravely third that follows up on the story because second ends on a huge cliffhanger and it still bothers me. But <laughs> see what yeah, right. I'll fight you, Rob. Monster Hunter grinding is different. <laughs> <laughs> the grind. Yeah. Oh, the dear. grind is the game. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, really uh, quick, it's a big like chuckle. Uh, February first, Google shut down their internal Stadia game studio and just refocused oh, as a no. public oh, yeah. games. But that happened early in the year too. Yeah, and nobody was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, before I looked surprised. Before we move over to March, uh, we did get a $5 uh, super chat from Dislike Counter saying, does it blow anyone else's mind it's almost five years in of, of Switch and we don't have one arena shooter game on Switch? Doom 2016, but no one knows ever won. Uh, well, true. Does, I guess. Well, I mean, what about Fortnite? Quake, Doesn't that count? I, I don't know. Does Splatoon count? I feel like yeah. Fortnite at least does. Yeah. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that genre too often. So. Same. Same. Yeah. So I guess that's why it doesn't blow my mind. (laughs) Um, Then we got Late Night Sprites with $2 uh, Super Chat saying, we need to be Sojiro in daytime outfit uh, for Strikers. That'd be pretty fun. Sojiro is a playable character. That man can rock pink. Yeah, he can. Nice. Yeah, he can. Thank Uh, you so much, everybody, for your generosity. mm -hmm. And then StorySmith with uh, $9.99 Super Chat saying, uh, yo, Derek, will your personal channel be okay covering One Piece like you planned, considering what just happened a month back to another YouTuber? Don't want your channel to disappear. Difference between that, uh, for those asking, I'm going to be starting a One Piece podcast. I'm going to keep it very brief, but I'm going to be starting a One Piece podcast on my personal channel in January. It should be fine. It is audio only. That's it. There is, like, literally, like, the first page, like, like the chapter page uh, is that is that is, like, the title page. And that'll be it. So I'm not too concerned. Anyway. With let's... that said, go support Totally Not Mark. Oh, yeah. It's not fair. Yeah. Totally Not Mark. Yeah. God, is uh, that was That's... totally not fair, as you said. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all the best to them. But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into March. And honestly, looking through this list, like there's some good stuff, but it's mostly re-releases from last year. I guess there's Nosia, but I don't think Ash checked that one out because of uh, the fact that it was basically single player Among Us, and I know he's not a fan of Among Us in the first no. place. Uh, I heard decent guy. things about it, but I didn't uh, check it out too much. Um, and then there was Loop Hero, which uh, came out the same day. Again, heard great things, not really tried it, but I'd say the first big game to come out in March was Crash Bandicoot 4. Oh, what was that? Excuse me. Crash Bandicoot 4 on March 12th. That was for PS5 and Xbox Series X, though. That was oh, it was the last year before. Oh, my yeah, God. It is just re-release yeah. after re-release after re-release. Same thing with like Yakuza Like a Dragon. That came out on PS5 at the very beginning of the yeah. March Yeah, Samurai Showdown coming yeah. to Xbox. Where is the it, first original game well, for this month? Holy crap. If anything, I would say March is kind of, unfortunately, this year is kind of defined by what games didn't deliver. 
and and I'm you know really thinking about Marvel's Avengers and then later on Pal and Wonder World. Um, oh boy! Marvel's Avengers came out on the 18th. Oh wait, no, well, no that was the, that was the previous year nice. again. That's a re-release. Yeah, again, that's so funny. So yeah, Balan Wonder new, World. Oh my god! Balan Wonder World is the March it's game. Clutch. <laughs> Holy crap! Well, actually, after this, it takes two came out. On, okay, okay. Uh, actually, on the same the twenty sixth is yeah. when March came alive because before that there was like basically re-releases. Holy crap! Right. Um, Balan Wonderworld. Oh, what can I say? I I initially planned to review that, and then my day job kicked my ass, and I just couldn't get it together. But I did play and beat that game, uh, and it was an experience. I can tell you that. Look, I've said this before. It's it's obviously a bad game. There's no doubt about that. But it has a very specific Saturn-esque authenticity to it. It feels like you're playing a Saturn game in 2021. A, a janky Saturn game, but a Saturn game. And I like that. I like that it has that Saturn feel. And I maintain that some of the soundtrack is fantastic. Chapter 4 of that game is one of my favorite songs of this whole year. Really great. Reminds me of Clonoa. That's always a good thing. But yeah, the game sucks. Straight up. There's no <laughs> so, great. <laughs> the game music. still sucks. Yeah. And yeah. the uh budget went entirely to like those opening cutscenes, I swear. Because those look fantastic. Those, oh yeah, they so do. nice. And there's variations right. depending on your character's oh, race. That's yeah. amazing. Right. Right. And yeah, I mean the, the uh yeah, the the CG stuff is so well produced. It's so weird, that whole game's development. You gotta check out Mac, Matt McMuscles' video on it because he goes into it and yeah. breaks it down mm. with way more time and specificity than we have to here. But Balan Wonderworld <laughs> was a thing. It happened. It's a shame it turned out the way it did, but you know, it did have a uh. couple of redeeming qualities if you're in the mood for something quirky, as long as you know you're getting into what's not a very good polished game. Mm. But yeah, March 26th. Holy crap. Yeah, we got Balan Wonderworld, but it was also the release of It Takes Two, which I believe some of us have played. I want to play this. Game of the year. Yeah, game of the year. Yeah. As much as people joke about that, I'd be willing to give it that. It is that good. I want to check it out. I think that's a game you and Amy should play together. I think you I want to with her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I think it's been brought up. I don't know if that's, I don't know when we'll get, we'll get to that, but I do know we've thought about it, uh, playing it. The overall sub matter is kind of heavy, Mm -hmm. but in, in context, it's pretty lighthearted. Um, but I just like the way that, uh, the game kind of evolves on the concept presented in a way out, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the, uh, Mm -hmm. simultaneous, uh, multiplayer um but it's interesting because like when you go from i guess i guess you could call them chapters uh when you go from chapter to chapter like the abilities that you have available to you change just based on what you're doing in that area of the story um but your ability is always reliant on your partner's ability so like in, in one for instance uh one character might have the ability to throw um are here this is a better example uh one might have the ability to shoot honey out of a gun and then the other person can set fire to the honey but the honey is basically useless if it doesn't explode and you can't explode it without your partner um and then your partner has this uh, this fire attack that is basically useless if there isn't something to blow up um <laughs> very so there's that relationship Exactly. There's that kind of dynamic throughout the entirety of the game. Um, and there's a lot of variety in the gameplay. There's even literally a uh, 
a 1v1 side-scrolling fight segment, like Street Fighter style, against a squirrel. Oh, my God. It's really, really <laughs> amazing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just a lot of variety. Uh, very, very good story. Uh, great characters. Um, and not that long of an experience. I'd say somewhere between the realm of 10, 15 hours. Okay. Um, but okay. definitely one of the coolest co-op experiences you'll ever have. I, like I, I said, really want to play with my wife. Yeah. yeah eventually want to play with Amy, but just haven't gotten <clears throat> to it to that point. So, but, uh, you know, there was another game that came out on the 26th that I think Brandon really enjoyed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did, did, it, oh, did it rise up, to the occasion? Did it rise right. to the occasion, Brandon? Monster Hunter Rise? <laughs> K's in the Wild Mask is an amazing game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've heard good things I've about K's in the Wild Mask, which was an indie that came out that same day as well, yes. I, I played through about half of that game. It is good. If you like Donkey Kong Country, you'll like this game. Um, that said, Monster Hunter Rise, boy. You ever put 200 hours into a game in one one or two weeks? Because uh, no. your boy <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> but I've heard stories. <laughs> Monster Hunter is uh, my favorite multiplayer experience that I've ever had. So, you know, you just grab a couple friends, you hop into a hunt. If somebody needs parts from a certain monster, you just, you all join up and help each other out. And it's a good hangout game. Um, Monster Hunter Rise is the most accessible the series has ever been. Um, yeah, it's just good. I don't know how much more I can say. I love Monster Hunter. Go watch my review. If yeah, you want exactly. To you reviewed it for us, yeah. so check Actually, it out. Review, yeah. Yeah. Didn't uh, Steve, he's, he's unfortunately not here to talk about it, but didn't Steve really like Record of Lodos War, Deedlet, and Wonderland? Yes, but that technically came out. He reviewed it last year. Oh, uh, did he? My whatever, bad. Okay. Yeah, so that's when that review came out. Uh, that's now available over on Tony Hawk. That, no, that was PS5 and Xbox Series X. Again, previous year. Also was March was oh the month God. of re-releases on other consoles. Yeah. Now, Derek, I hate to say it, man, but I got to call you out. There is one thing you're forgetting that happened early in March, on March 4th, that you specifically were really happy about as a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 fan. Do you know what that is? Oh, was that uh, Pyramithra? Yeah, Pyramithra yeah. released on March 4th for Smash Brothers Ultimate. They nice. were Fighters Past 10 and uh, the third to last DLC character. And uh, so, you know, we all obviously love Smash here. We're known for our Smash coverage, so I think it's important to call those out, you know, those releases out as well. But yeah, Pyra and Mithra came out along with the uh, Cloud Sea of All Rest stage. And uh, in, in some ways, Pyra and Mithra were this game's Bayonetta for a little bit. Nowhere near as overwhelmingly powerful as Bayonetta was in Smash 4, but... I think generally people, you know, they're pretty top tier, safely considered top tier. And yeah. uh, they're still great in, in the current meta in 13.0.1. They've gotten a couple of nerfs, especially Pyra's side beat, but they're still really strong characters. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was, it's cool that they find, they made it in there. Um, that was a very good day for me. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that was always oh, yeah. one of my hosts. Like, I, I always saying Rex and Pyra, but hey, Mithra Pyra, just as good. Right. Also, Jesus. hashtag Team Pyra. I'm just going to put it out there. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I chose one Mithra. Thing, <laughs> I know, I know, right? Uh, one thing I was going to say, speaking of fighting games, too, March 18th, this was the month that Sony and Endeavor uh, announced that they had jointly acquired Evo. So that oh, was right. when Evo came under new ownership. Mm. New ownership oh, that's uh, right. Second half of March. We'll see how that plays out, I think, this year or this coming year. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Yeah, but, we'll uh, see. 
that's pretty much everything for March, I think. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump over to April. Uh, but before that, we did get a few super chats, a few more super chats. First from Claxon uh, with $4.99. Uh, thank you very much. Saying, I'm 99% sure they also apologized for Bravely Second at some point after announcing Default 2. Then people said, no, we like Bravely Second. So That's kind of what happened. Yeah, it's really weird how that all went down. But Bravely Second des- deserves so much more love than it got internally. It's such a shame. Mm-hmm. And Black Ninja with a $5 Super Chat pulling a game out of like out of nowhere. <laughs> right? My question is, where is Conduit 3 and Conduit 1 and 2 remastered? Wow. <laughs> Those where wee indeed. FPSs that nobody really thinks about anymore, except apparently Black Ninja. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for your generous super chats. Absolutely, but yeah, I completely. Yeah, Conduit Three. You might be waiting for a little while, and by a little while, I mean maybe forever. Yeah, probably forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move over to April. Uh, take a look what we got that month, and uh, hey, Oddworld fans were happy because on April sixth they got Soulstorm, uh, which I the third game in the Oddworld trilogy when they I remember I remember back when uh these Oddworld games were coming out they were saying how they wanted it in a what is it quintology a five game arc and I just still don't think they've done all that I think this is game 3 or 4 in the arc uh with all kinds of spin-offs but okay I don't know does anybody actually play Oddworld cuz I've never really gotten it no. <laughs> Same I got it for it. free and never launched it. <laughs> it's yeah, it, it, it's always been too hard for me. It frustrates me that I can't save everybody unless you're really good and replaying other things right. and finding all of them is a pain. And just it was so easy to die. Nobody yeah. likes watching their Pikmin die. No, especially when they blow in the bone chunks of bone and viscera. So, oh god, yeah, <laughs> I oh, thanks. <laughs> I never got an Oddworld myself, just in general. So Soulstorm kind of passed me by. Yeah, I am very curious. Uh, uh, hey, it's Dingo. And you know, Kadikaris, former guest, obviously loves Oddworld, um, but I never saw his thoughts on Soulstorm. So hmm. I'm not sure. I, I don't know how it hit with fans. Honestly, don't. Yeah, you know, it, it, it seemed like the chatter around this game died kind of quickly. Um, I, you know, I don't really follow Oddworld myself, so I can't speak with much authority on it, but it didn't seem like it was talked about very long after its release, but yeah. I didn't hear bad things about it either. No, it just sort of came and went really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the next day, uh, we had our Mario 35 replacement, Pac-Man 99. Mario died and a... Pac-Man took over. <laughs> oh it yeah. It is not a replacement. Yeah. Like, it is not. Like Mario because... 35 left a hole in my heart this big, and Pac-Man 99 fills like this much of it. Just, just the tiniest bit. It's not the same. I miss Mario 35. Pac-Man 99 is okay, but I dropped it kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really stick with it. I played it a little bit. It's like, yeah. eh, it's fine. Yeah, I like Pac-Man like, enough, but I would rather just play Pac-Man personally. <laughs> well, the thing yeah. is, yeah, it's like, I, why, like, there's Pac-Man Championship Edition 2, which I think is an incredible game. And if I ever want a dose of Pac-Man, I'm always going to go to that before Pac-Man 99, which just feels slower and less engaging by comparison. But I also really love Championship Edition 2, so that's probably just bias speaking on my mm-hmm. part. But it's just, it's fine. But like, I, used to, I, I would play Mario 35 at one game of it every day if I could. And I often did, but Pac-Man and I played, <clears throat> I did a launch live stream of it actually for us. And I played it a couple of days after that. And then I was done. 
Yeah. I love Pac Man. Uh, I play this for I play this for a while. I, I have like uh, last time I checked, maybe like fifteen or so where you where you're the pack one where you win those actual matches. And uh, yeah, over time I just realized I, like I would play I would rather play Tetris ninety nine or Mario thirty five more than I would play this game. Like like I still wonder why Mario had to die <laughs> just because of this, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Like like. I enjoy the game. I enjoy the game well enough. I enjoy the concept of what they did. Um, but, yeah, it, it, there's just something about Tetris 99 and Mario 35 that is a lot more lasting appeal than this game does, unfortunately. I hope Mario yeah. comes back with the rest of his 2D outings. Just, I want all of them in, in one Mario 35 package. Same. Yeah. I hope they bring that that concept back, period. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't understand what purpose canceling you know canceling that game service served i really don't breath it, but... of the wild 35 <laughs> oh man <laughs> what in the world? wow i'd yeah. be something um the fa 54 and uh and aj red 20 mentioning galaga 99 in our youtube chat that could be really fun like yeah. imagine something yeah. that looks a little bit I... like space invaders infinity gene but like was you know the 35 Ooh. or 99 player yeah, yeah a shooter that, that like top really down shooter cool. that would be pretty cool i could see that working yeah i'll just give me give me <laughs> space invaders that'd I mean, be sick yeah, yeah, that'd be that's cool, right yeah but it'll be coming like just bullet hell galaga with like you shoot enemies you shoot them down you or you shoot down the boss galagas and then they go to whoever you're targeting a la like the typical 99 style and just yeah just other yeah. chaos is wave after wave come <laughs> after you that'd be so that'd be so awesome <laughs> Yeah, that would be wild. really cool. <laughs> and Bolt Mouse X, yeah, what about Mega Man 35? That's the obvious one for me, of course, but hey, talk to Capcom. It's Mega Man's 35th anniversary next year, so <laughs> ball's in their court, man. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I th- I, it's hard. I don't follow the series too, too closely, and I don't think any of us have anything to say about it. Um, but I believe on April 9th, uh, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 4 released. Um, which right. cool for fans of that. Um, I think it finished that whole story arc. Um, I don't know anything about it, but I, you know, just want to highlight that. Hey, that did come out. Uh, good for those right. fan. I know the lead is voiced by Sean Chiplock, who uh, I used to play oh. Smash with like ten ish years ago. Oh wow! <laughs> oh cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Great and, voice actor. Yeah. This uh, this same also, also this, this is a series that I want to get into like i I, there's a there's a length to this series there's i i i kind of try to do this yearly with a series now like like this year was dung and rampa i would do that whole series hopefully this next coming year i could do um set aside uh, some time (laughs) from what i understand oh yeah yeah definitely i need to like find an actual like recommended like order to play there's a trilogy and then there's this this uh whatever four part is uh with this quadrilogy Mm -hmm. Um, so there's yeah. like seven games plus there's some mid cools in there that are getting uh, translated right now and it will come out in the next few years so yeah there's a lot it's <laughs> a lot yeah um, also apparently Saga fans eating well because last year they got a uh, collection of Saga and then they got Saga Frontier remastered on April 15th right. I don't play Saga it's... games but good for them yeah, the, the the Saga series has kind of been experiencing something of a renaissance of late, and I'm really happy to see it. I'm not a big Saga guy myself either, but 
it's just nice to know that that one of Square's more relatively unpopular series, more niche series, can get as much love as you can get. And if that can happen to Saga, maybe it can happen to Chrono. Who knows? Yeah, maybe it's, one day. Think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I heard good things about Saga Frontier Remastered. And one of the coolest things about it was that they restored a, I think it was a, a seventh quest. Like you right. Heard, in the original, there were six playable characters, each with their own quests. But there was a seventh one that was cut from the game before release, and they restored that for Saga oh. Frontier Remastered, which is really, uh, really neat. I love when so, stuff like that happens. So cool when they go back and yeah. they fulfill that portion that they they couldn't get on the original deadline. That's yeah. so great. It's it's so rare to see that happen, and it it's feels good. I I want to check out Saga at some point, but again, it's just like boy, there's a lot of RPGs for me to play, and that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of time sinks. Yeah, really is. Uh, I'd say the oh, speaking of RPGs, I'd say the next big game to release was on April twenty third. A game, another game I reviewed, Near Replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine dash 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 dash. <laughs> Basically, I think it's like a uh, fancy way of saying two point five or one point five. Right. This so. is one of my biggest regrets of of the gaming year, not having had a chance to play replicant because everyone knows i adore near automata and i missed it too. i want to play you know i like automata kind of references some of the stuff that and concepts from the first game but i want to play it i want to experience it firsthand and it's just one of those games i didn't get a chance to play due to time but this is like near the top of my list in terms of games i want to go near the top of your list near <laughs> the top of my list yeah because I just I love the aesthetics of Nier. I like the story. I just like the vibe of it. And uh, Derek, you really enjoyed it, and that's enough for me. And the, this, I just really wish I'd played this. Could it does feel this. like the definitive version to play. Like I do miss my old man Nier. Um, uh, that was the, 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 the father uh-huh. Nier. Dad yeah, Nier. The, the the dad Nier uh, and his ugliest sin uh, look. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I think it uh, fit, fits better to have. Um, him as a father than a brother. I think it just hits better, but the it changes. It's like certain relationships work better as father. Other relationships work better as brother. So it's not really a ideal version way to do that. Um, but replicant is the, uh, the best version just because uh, the gameplay has been improved somewhat. Um, there's got a whole new ending that, uh, that to enjoy. And they brought back the, every, all the actors to re-record all their lines. Plus got new act, uh, brand new actors, for Brother Near, there's a lot of effort put into this, yeah. and it's a great game. I still have not played Automata, but the original is, you know, well worth playing. It it hits you as you see things, uh, see things from alternate perspectives with each new ending. Yeah, that's this, cool. I really this, want to play this. Yeah, this game is. Uh, I never played the original, of course, because uh, it, it was a little bit before I got into this whole series. But yeah, playing this game, yeah. Uh, the whole title is like the square root of 1.5, because of course Square would go right. crazy with their with their titles as That's as right. they do, as Square does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this this game is so incredible. Um, anyone that's played Automata, they know the kind of like the kind of heavy story beats that, that the story can go through uh, as you go through. Yona, <laughs> I met Yona. I'm just like I will protect you with my whole life. I just <laughs> met you. That is the kind of the and point. I, I will protect you. <laughs> I've only better. known Yona for two seconds, but I will. Uh, if anything happens to her, I will kill everyone in this room yeah, and then myself. And then my yeah, that's right. exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll delete everyone in this room and then myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many great characters in this game. Like Grimoire Weiss is voiced by uh, Liam O'Brien, who is oh, an incredible so voice actor. And just the banter between um, like Weiss and Kainev, voiced by Laura Bailey, who they made even more vulgar in this yes. game, which I very much appreciate. Uh, nice, yeah. And I just love about them. And then, yeah, the, the, the two Nier's. That you uh, that you talk with, uh, that talk with, that you play as, uh, the, the the characters that you see and can compare between Automata and this game, like you meet Devola and Popola very early, like they're a party or your right. uh, your little town that you that you talk to uh, often with, and get quests from. Just hearing them sing brings me back immediately to Automata and why I love that game so much. Really, and... I've only I only have the context of Replicants, so I have you know. Dude, it's such oh, a good game. Everybody dude. should play Automata if you can. Just everybody mm-hmm. should play it. Connecting the play two it to get yeah. to ending E, like ending. Oh, you have to play all the way to ending E. Yeah. Well, of course, that's that's some requirement with these near games uh, that you got to do. I right. mean, again, before we gotta move on, but uh, the crazy the craziest thing about Near is it's a spinoff of a joke ending from Drakengard. Isn't that wild? Right. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> funny ending. Yeah. Too. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't Liam O'Brien wasn't that the same actor who played Caius in Final Fantasy Thirteen too? Yes, because he was amazing. He's so good. I love oh, he had that voice down. Game. I think he he's also yeah, the voice of so uh, Infinite, I believe. Oh right, he was. Yeah. Wow, talk about a really cool character versus a really lame character. <laughs> he did a great job. Liam was fantastic, all the same. Yeah, uh, but he just has that that dramatic voice. I love it. Mm-hmm. And as yeah, Juan points out, I do have to play Automata at some point because there are uh, raids in Final Fantasy XIV that is actually acts as a pseudo sequel to Automata and, it's and builds off those. Yeah, it's canon. Yep, it is canon. So, so all, all in all, tomato. all in all, play Automata and Replicant. They both complement each other's story. Yeah. Agreed. Yes, play those. <laughs> Auto Tomato is a great game. I haven't played Replicant yet, though. Nice. <laughs> um. Well. Uh, we ended off with a bit of a banger on April thir- uh, with April 30th, uh, where we got a sequel to a game that we've begged for years to happen. New Pokemon Snap. And you know what? Oh, my goodness. I think it lived up to it. I really enjoyed New Pokemon Snap. It had a bit more length. It still had that great gameplay. It um, they, they added more levels later on, so that was cool. Uh, it, was, it was just a nice, solid expansion of the game. And... I don't know. I had fun. It's simple but fun. Pokemon, new Pokemon. Yeah, new Pokemon got away from me. Sadly, that game pretty much added everything that I expected to be in the game, and I was fine with that. Like the way it was, the way it is. um, Like obviously, a lot of Pokemon are added on. Uh, It was nice that there's different versions and different levels of these same areas, so you can. There's a lot more replayability as Mm -hmm. as opposed to the original where. Uh, there's only like six areas that you go through them and you've seen everything essentially except for like maybe one or two secret exits. Um, but yeah, the way they did this game with the whole... Uh, th- there's so much more artistic <laughs> value in, in um, capturing certain Pokemon with groups or doing actions and then obviously the the bosses that you capture, the uh, mm-hmm. the, the whole... It's, it's like a boss fight, those ones. I forgot what they're called. Like specifically I, those yeah, kind I of Pokemon. Too. I, the mm-hmm. pictures also felt more worthwhile because you could uh, you Lumina put, Pokemon. That's it. That's Lumina. It. Yeah, but you uh-huh. you They're could. Like um, boss but but the fact that you could share the photos with other people, put ca- funny captions, do up other special mm-hmm. things like the, the it definitely that's, emphasized the picture taking aspect much more. 
uh, this time. I enjoyed that media. aspect of it a lot. I didn't play it for very long. Um, also, can we stop scoring based on centering the Pokemon in the photo? <laughs> we don't third. do that in photography. Yeah. We're yeah. Third, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and can we also stop calling anything new like Nintendo? Can we just do Pokemon Snap 2? Why does it have to be new? It's just the dumbest naming scheme. It's I yeah. still don't like it. I, it was I mean, a it's dumb, dumb a name. Day, but, um, but yeah, I this one yeah. passed me by just because I'm sorry. I was not that big into the original Pokemon. How straight up. dare you? I know. I just <laughs> I didn't dislike it. I just didn't like in fall room. in love with it like everybody else. I don't know. I just I liked it. I have it. I have my cartridge somewhere in the closet. But I just didn't, you know, I didn't love it like some other people seem to. But I'm never. glad that this game largely delivered for people. You never printed out your pictures at Blockbuster? I did not. I did not I, do oh. that either. But I, mean, it was, I was, I've never been a uh, Shutterbug, so. But I still, but gotcha. I enjoy yeah. Snap. So. Uh, Kitty Kong Fact says, game. okay, but yeah. Ash, this one has IPOM and Grookey. Well, that changes everything, of course. That changes <laughs> Whooper and Quagsire, and yeah. they're playing in the water, <laughs> and some... my heart melted. Yeah. I have a lot of cool Whooper pictures now. Mm-hmm. The game could have had up. Whooper only, and I probably still would have bought it. <laughs> that's a, that's uh-huh. a good assessment. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all, it's Pokemon, uh, Whoop Pokemon Snap, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but on the same day, uh, PS5 owners got to play something new with Returnal, something I've still yet to play. I want to because I've heard good yeah. things, especially now that you have like mid pseudo mid saves where you can actually step away. Um, and yeah, it's I, I've heard really good things. I want to check it out, but I, I just haven't yet. I yeah. really like this game and I want to like it more. And And the only reason I don't is because... I'm not a big roguelike guy, and the difficulty is just a bit, a bit much for me, at least at the start. And I get, I get that the difficulty is the point, and I'm not saying that you should make it easier. I would like if they had an easy mode just so I could enjoy the story and the lore, because honestly, the atmosphere in that game is fantastic. The story is interesting. The lore is interesting. I got pulled into the story right away, but I just don't love the feeling of having to retread old ground every time you die. And so I didn't get that far into the game but it's it's the whole package otherwise like the sound design's amazing the visuals are great the dual uh the dual sense uh functionality with the adaptive triggers really good stuff um i have a lot that i love about this game but i just couldn't quite crack the difficulty long term and so i didn't ever finish it but i would like to someday it's like one of those games where if i can just kind of like Hades God mode, if it's, it just becomes a little <laughs> bit more accessible to those of us who don't like roguelites, I would go back to that game in a second and just absorb all the world and the lore and the atmosphere because there's a lot to love there. Yeah. I. It yeah. looks good. I, I like a good challenge. I enjoyed Hades. I uh, got all of its endings. Uh, I didn't do anything beyond after getting the, the final ending. <laughs> but, you know, I... I it looked fun, but it's probably one of those games that I might be able to pick up later on when it's like 30 bucks or less. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. And I was able to get a discount on it, too, through a friend. So I didn't pay the full 70 bucks, and I think I would not have wanted to. Basically, not that it's not worth it, but if you don't really embrace that challenge and you're not a fan of roguelikes, I'm not sure it's worth spending 70 bucks on. If you are, it's a much easier sell, I think. Yeah. Yep. 
But yeah, that finishes up April. Uh, so let's go ahead and get a few more of the uh, Super Chats in there. Uh, let's see, where do we leave off at? Just trying to find it. Here we go. Uh, Sonic and Mega Man 531 with a $2 Super Chat saying, Rabbids, uh, the Rabbids from Rayman versus the Minions from Despicable Me. Um, Rabbids. We all Rabbids. lose. They're, they're crazier, right? Well, we all lose. That's true. <laughs> the Rabbids are willing to go further, right? Like, they're really unhinged. Whereas I feel like the Minions are... They're, they're kind of, I don't know, I haven't really watched the Despicable Me movies, but they're kind of sweet, right? They're like, they're... I mean, they're supposedly, sweet. like, yeah, always I mean. follow evil leaders, so I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Servebots. Like the right answer bad. is Servebots. Yeah, Servebots is the right answer. <laughs> yeah. So. Rabbids can recruit Mario to their side. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> with a gun. Claxon <laughs> uh, with a $4.99 super chat. Thank you so much. Saying Mario left a hole how big? And how much of <laughs> how, how much of it did Pac-Man fill? Also, yes, Cold Steel 4. You still need to play uh, Sky and Sky 2, Derek. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> this big. This yeah, big. And this just big. this big was the Pac-Man hole. This mm. big was the Mario hole. And yes, I know that's out <laughs> of context, Potter. That's why I repeated it. Yeah. The funny <laughs> thing is, uh, Rabbids are working with Mario, but technically so are the Minions because of the whole... Uh, Illumination. No. Illumination. Stop. Stop right uh, there. The moment we see an image with a minion and Mario in the same image, yep. I'll just could happen. It could happen. I do not see it. It could happen. Uh, Ace Breaker with a $5 super chat saying, uh, The Legend of Heroes, uh, here's your play order, uh, Daniel. Uh, you play the uh, Sky Trilogy, then the Crossbell Duology, both Zero and Azure, then the Cold, Cold Steel Tetra- Tetralogy, uh, then Trails into Reverie. No problem. Totally easy to follow. Only the sad thing is I've looked. The sad thing is I've looked into this and I like I know what they're talking about, but it's still like that is a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I have a a basis of the 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 different like trilogies, duologies, all this business going on. But man, it's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, the Wikipedia kind of helps. I think. Yeah. Uh, Story Smith with a $9.99 super chat. Thank you so much saying hearing the names of Laura Bailey and Liam O'Brien and all the stuff they they've been in. And I'm over here just learning about them a month ago. Thanks to a Dungeon and Dragons uh, channel called Critical Role. I've never watched Critical Role. I know that's extremely uh, popular. Uh, yeah, I haven't either. But yeah, it's, it's, it well. it's funny to me because I've known Laura, no, well, known of Laura Bailey since you, you, you Hakusho. That's when I first discovered her and she's... Man, gone so far above <laughs> and beyond what that from that, those humble beginnings. Like she is not even part of anime anymore, really. Right. So, pretty crazy stuff. Um, yeah. With that said, let's go ahead and jump into May. And uh, first big title we got was May seventh, Resident Evil Village, a game I meant to review but just didn't get a chance. So I guess I can say that uh, here that I really enjoyed eight. Uh, I really, uh, I, I think it is a nice expansion of what seven established, but I do think I ended up liking seven more just because of the creepiness factor. Eight works though, as you know, it's almost like this weird level to level base progression as you go through, uh, with some really standout like moments that you encounter throughout the entire game and definitely more action vibe to it. Still great stuff. Wonderful moments. I'd give it a great vibes. Um, I'd probably land at the same. If I were comparing 7 and 8, I would say 7 is a horror game and 8 is a Resident Evil game. Um, yeah. Because uh-huh. a lot of those elements get injected back into 8, but in a good way. Yeah, um, it's still fun. But yeah, yeah, 
Definitely, definitely a good entry. Good story too, especially coming mm-hmm. right off of this. And don't play eight without yeah. seven. I'll just say that. Yeah, <laughs> seven's you know kind of kind of necessary. And seven was fun to me because it be, I could see it becoming more and more of a Resident Evil game as you played. Like it felt like oh, a Resident yeah. Evil game by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy what I played of eight. I, I never like played the whole game, but I really enjoy what I played of it. And I've seen some other parts of the game, including the part everyone talks about and i was like holy shit that's so that, yeah that's my favorite part but it's also my favorite part from yeah, what i've seen yeah that haunted that house reason. aesthetic moment uh section was really well done imagine I, uh, playing that having recently had a kid <laughs> my, my yeah. wife was watching me play that part and she was not having a good time uh-huh. <laughs> i don't think she would i bet not really no but was, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like it largely delivered for fans. Um, you know, I, I know that seven leaned a little bit more into the atmospheric horror vibe, but I think eight from from you know all the coverage I read and, and from what my friends told me, they really enjoyed it, and I liked what I played of it. So, it, but it seemed like it kind of faded quickly from it. It did public discussion, right? It feels like it just it kind did. of was it was a blip on the radar, and then kind of it came out. People really liked it, loved it, and then it just kind of faded away. Yeah, which. You know, I think it's it did well enough. It's evil, isn't it? Lady, Lady Dimitriscu, Dimitriscu, yeah, she, 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 she was the lasting big, part. I, I think because there was so much, survives. there was so much discussion beforehand that you know, it's so mm-hmm. funny in hindsight when you actually play the game because, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I know. Yeah, there. well, uh-huh. I, that said, uh, I loved Heisenberg. Heisenberg was oh great. Oh my! He's so good. He's, he's my really good, and he has one of the best like um, meta moments in the oh, <laughs> in, yeah. in the in the in the game. I wish I could call it out, but I, I see uh, people mentioning spoilers and stuff. So yeah, we're not going to go too far into it. Um, people right. were were fawning over Lady D. It's all about Heisenberg. No Heisenberg. <laughs> Heisenberg's the best. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just some of his deliveries too. Uh, We didn't get it at the Game Awards, but one of our, one of I think my predictions for the Game Awards in our discussion was Resident Evil Eight DLC because they did confirm that they're working on single player DLC for Village, but we haven't seen anything come of that yet. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm waiting. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we'll see. Uh, May the next game uh, for May uh, is one that. I, God, I need to find time to go back to because I do want to experience them because I've so heard so much about it. May 14th, Famicom Detective Club, The Missing Heir, and The Girl Who Stands Behind. Uh, yeah. So great that we got these localized. But... Really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Steve and I co-reviewed these. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he reviewed The Missing Heir, and I reviewed The Girl Who Stands Behind, and we did a really fun co-review where we just alternated reading our scripts, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, I liked it. I, I, I did The Girl Who Stands Behind. It was a good, creepy, kind of horror-ish story and, you know, in visual novel form. And, and I liked it. I, I can see why these games were as popular as they were uh, back on the Famicom. Uh, they're not like the most mechanically complex games. They're very basic in, in, in terms of gameplay. But, you know, the, the story did keep me guessing. And uh, from what I recall, Steve had much the same thing to say about The Missing Heir. He was engaged all the way throughout, more in a story sense than a gameplay one. Um, so th- these are games I think that you definitely 
you play for the narrative experience and for the characters. You don't play it, you know, for the gameplay, and that's fine. Um, but they do; they are a duology. You should you want to play them together. It's mm-hmm. you're really only getting half the story if you only play one of them. So if you're interested in these, I would you know readily recommend them for, to any fans of visual novels. But you know, do you know set aside the time to play both? I would say because you're getting a much better experience if you play both. And I played, uh, of course, I finished Girl Who Stands Behind, and I played most of The Missing Air. And I like the way that they flow into one another. Um, mm. So, yeah. Good it's games. Cool. I think Steve would, would, would agree oh. with much of what I'm saying here. And it was just you cool to them. Localized. You played it in uh, chronological order, and then Steve played it in release order. Yes. Yeah, so The Girl Who Stands <laughs> Behind is the, is the first game in the series, even though it, it released second. And, uh, and, yeah. And I think we both kind of had our own interesting takes on the story because he played it in reverse order, and I played it, as you said, Derek, in... in chronological order i guess but i just think it's cool that we got these and i hope they some someday decide to localize the third game but i'm not going to hold my breath because as i understand it these didn't sell that well despite yeah. Nintendo giving it a go yeah it's a shame so, yeah really appreciate but that. i enjoyed playing them and reviewing them yeah really appreciate that a game like this could have this kind of love put into it this many years after the original had been released and i could i finally learned who ayumi tachibana is from the smash right. brothers Nelly oh, yeah. trophy all those years ago i That's finally got, got me some excited it's like that. hey this character i saw back in melee actually get this yeah. play the game that's exciting. And I still think she would have worked now. as a Smash yeah. character because she she she's described as being skilled in wielding Naginatas. We don't have a Naginata wielder in Smash. Mm-hmm. Let her be that. I think, Seriously. I think that, like, better her than another Fire Emblem character, in my opinion. I, I think it'd be really neat <laughs> oh, to Don't have go her. there. Yeah. <laughs> I went there. It, it, it's, I thought, thought about it. There. <laughs> I did think about having someone you, like Ayumi in there. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. As Juan Delgado mentions in our uh, patron chat, she was planned to be playable, I think, back in the Melee days, right? I, maybe the melee yeah the, I, I would so. assume so since that's like that that seemed like it was the right time when that game was still kind of mm-hmm. in there in the japanese public space mm-hmm. right it would right. have just become retro around then i guess yeah right. yeah I think so and, uh, and as rob x points out my bad Byleth, i guess technically one of her legendary weapons is a naginata correct so i guess correct technically, but i guess i mean Aaron Bar- sort of have one it's... Aaron Bar is kind of more a level lance still, so I don't okay, know. that's it... kind of what I thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'll take it. <laughs> the other game to come out on May fourteenth, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I did not pick this up. Did I any wanted of us? to? No, only because I didn't have the you know a hundred hours necessary to replay the whole trilogy again. But as I've said before, I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. I love the original trilogy, not Andromeda so much from what I played of it. But this is one of those things where if I had a pocket dimension to reach retreat into, I would have replayed the entire trilogy and done different choices and stuff. But when, when was I going to have the time to play Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 again this year? Spoiler, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. Good point. Well, But I love Mass Effect, and it's one of those I'd love to go, I'd love to go back to it and play Legendary Edition someday. We'll see. Yeah. It could happen. You never know. Yeah. Uh, Let's go ahead and continue on into May 21st, where we got two interesting games. I'm not going to, I don't have much to say about the first one. I really don't have much to say um, about either of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, what oh, did yeah, we no, miss? Go go for it. No, nothing. My, my bad. I, I misheard you. Go for it. Okay. Uh, Knockout City, which I saw a few people play, and they said it's better than you thought, but I, I don't hear anybody talk about it at all anymore. It's a good game. I actually really like this game. 
it's yeah. it's a lot of it, it kind of gives me that same rush that Rocket League still does did slash still does I love yeah. Rocket League and Knockout City is kind of similar in that I think I like Rocket League more actually I know I like Rocket League more <laughs> but when you get the right set of friends together in a squad and you're playing together it feels great and my introduction to this game was actually an easy ally stream where I kind of learned the ropes and I had a lot of fun with them and uh, I played it for for a little while with some of my buddies here in LA and online and we liked it but we we went back to fall guys like we we mostly played fall guys tried knockout city for a while then ultimately went back to fall guys but i do like this game that's good yeah I, like i said i heard good things i just never got the chance to try it out myself but um mm-hmm. yeah it looked fun it has a very jet set radio-esque kind of vibe to it which is always a good thing right right yeah uh but on the same day metopia came out did anybody bother to pick that up <laughs> No, I, I played the Not. demo. I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't feel the need to, really. I downloaded a bunch of the uh, the edited Miis because it has an incredible, like, vector editor in it. Mm-hmm. So you can make your Miis look like whatever. The me <laughs> the Mii Maker in there needs to be brought to the main Switch because, my God, that thing is amazing. You can make anything, really. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the best part about Miitopia, is that that character creator. Um, it, it, as a game, it, it's... Fine. I think I think it's mainly the same as the original, just with horses and the, the better maker. That's about it. So yeah, mm-hmm. this does make me hope though that maybe they'll sometime or someday bring Tomodachi Life back because I miss that game. I loved it on 3ds. Make a new one. Make a new one, or <laughs> even just port the original to Switch, like with what happened with Metopia. <laughs> but bring Tomodachi Life back. It was such a cool idea, and. If they do that, I think I would be more into that than I was Miitopia being re-released. One of the funniest games I've ever played. Fantastically weird. (laughs) It is wild, to say the least. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Next up is May 25th, Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster. Did not get the chance to play this. Uh, I was curious. It came out. Um, But uh, I also heard it's... uh, not much of a, re- of a remaster. <laughs> it's HD, and that's pretty much what yeah. they promise. It is a remaster. Very <laughs> much of it its time. Right. That's what, what folks are saying in our patron chat as well. Juan says an oof remaster. Rob says it's a janky PS2 game. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't play this myself. Um, I know there's a lot of hype around it, you know, because it's Shin Megami Tensei and any SMT release here is pretty exciting, but it just kind of faded pretty quickly after it released mm-hmm. yeah I, I, it was a good i think it, it ties in a bit because the, the main character is, is a uh super boss i some, some kind of boss i'm pretty sure a super boss in smt5 so has oh, okay. that connection i guess um, hey well ukulele sky was a big fan of it saying really fantastic game liked it more than five wow there you go i've heard good things right. i've yeah. not heard bad things about it just it's very of its time and i think that's a big issue sure. and it, yeah and you have to go in this remaster that. didn't really attempt to bridge the gap kind of like how like final fantasy 7 8 9 does things to make things a little quicker and easier for modern rpg players mm-hmm. so yeah. yep uh, otherwise, not too much to say on it, other than the fact that we've played it a few times on, uh, uh, all of us have played a little bit. Super Bomberman are online. Surprisingly you know good. What? It's just Bomberman. surprisingly solid. And yeah. it's, it's actually the, the, uh, it's cross play and the inner, the online is great. 
that like mm-hmm. we've done several executive producer patron streams now with this game and we're all playing on different platforms including switch and it plays really well and as it what's like 64 players i think um uh, yeah is, is what it is and it's Very a robust. really well done online version of bomberman and that's just nice to know that konami's capable of delivering that right mm-hmm. you know konami it's who knows what they're you know what they're able to do these days or not because they're just so there's such a shadow of their former selves but they have at least proven they can still deliver a damn good multiplayer online bomberman game and it's great and it's free to play yeah it's great yeah good stuff uh i really really like it and and anybody who has who has any interest in bomberman whatsoever pick it up because it's just a it's just a really yeah. solid version free to, of bomberman. free to play and yeah it's solid bit um, of a love yeah. some I guess Plus some you can play as love love for other characters yeah, yeah, you're about to say, yeah, just a lot of love for other Konami properties like I, in like Familiar Solid, Castlevania. Um, gosh, you could play as Vic Viper, yeah. Bomber, they, they Golan Bomber, Princess Tomato. They just announced today <laughs> that for season three, they're bringing in the uh, um, protagonist Suikin of Two protagonist Bomber. So cool. Mm-hmm. So, you play as a so, bean bomber. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crossover with Fall Guys. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, that's true. There's a crossover with Fall Guys. And I guess it's both really cool and really frustrating in equal measure because it's like clearly Konami remembered that they have all these incredible IPs they're sitting on, but they're only willing to trot them out as like cameos in Bomberman, right? Instead of actually do something with them that isn't like, what was it? Contra of Rogue Corps? Oh, God. But oh, yeah. like, God, I hate that Konami is sitting on this treasure trove of beloved gaming IP, but they're just not doing that much with it other than Bomberman, which turned out to be great. So I don't know. Yeah. I really hope, please let 2022 be the year that we finally hear something concrete about the eternal rumors of Silent Hill games being in development. Please, please <laughs> let those be real. Come on. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Real quick before we end this off, not too much to say about it because I've definitely not played it, but I'm curious if Daniel played it. Uh, World's End Club on uh, May 28th uh, from the creators of Danganronpa. Yeah, this came out while I was going through that series, and I was like, this is this is an interesting look at uh, at the, something else that the, these creators have made. I have not played it yet. I, I do want to try at least I'm give curious. it a shot and see what I think about it. But um, I'll, that'll be something I update you guys on whenever I get back, whenever I get to that one. But it does look interesting. Yeah. That's for sure. Did Uchi Koshi yeah. write this one? I don't know. Yeah, uh, he did. Oh. Does it he wrote say? I, the Somnium Files, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another uh, one. I'm right, yeah, Uchi Koshi wrote it. <laughs> so, so definitely. That's something. good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear as much yeah. about it. I heard it. I don't think it was uh, it kinda went under received quite radar. as well as Danganronpa. Um but I don't know. I don't think it's a visual novel, so I think that might be the other thing. Is it makes it a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, um, by the way, May was also the month that the Epic Games versus Apple trial uh, kicked off. Oh yeah, that insanity. Things, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wiped it from my brain. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's it's back in there now. <laughs> Oops! God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, before we move on to June and finish off this, uh, the first half of this, uh, look back at 2021, uh, came Wooly with five New Zealand dollars. Uh, thank you so much for that saying Bomberman was pretty good, but know what's better. Good vibes gaming. Happy holidays, friends. Take uh, some time. Try to take some time to play it. Uh, it takes two over the break. 
No promises. Had, what break? Very <laughs> much. If I had someone to play it takes two with, I would do so. But that's going to hey, be It's almost like you have a partner so at Good Vibes me. Arcade. <laughs> that's true. Well, he's already I'm playing through it with my wife. <laughs> I, I have out. to ask permission, apparently, but <laughs> I'm, I'm not Brandon's wife. Brandon yeah. shows his wife over you, man. How do yeah, you feel about that? How dare he? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, thank you right. very much, Kane. Yeah, that's, thank uh, you so much. Better than thank Bomberman, you. apparently. That's I don't. That's amazing. I don't know how that happened, but thank I'll, you. I'll take very it. Much. <laughs> um. Well, let's go ahead and move into June, and I'd say the first big release of June uh, was June 9th, Fantasy Star Online Two: New Genesis. None of us have played it. Uh, I'm pretty sure, other uh, than Steve. But Steve seemed to enjoy I it. But I also don't know if he's. It. He hasn't talked about it in a while. He said he kind of dropped it. He said he really he played it nonstop. Uh, he's, I think I asked him about this recently. I don't know if it was during our Game Awards stream, maybe. But he mentioned that he had played it nonstop when it first came out. He's a big PSO fan, but that he has kind of dropped it more recently because of a lack of, I guess, post-launch updates. Yeah. yeah. And so he still likes it, but they're just it's not pulling him back in actively, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. But uh, then, holy crap, now it's the June is when they just unleashed on us. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. June 10th, Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Anybody play that? Because that, I... that has been getting a lot of good buzz. It only just now got on the Switch, but I heard a lot of good I things. I really want to play Chicory because I've heard really good things as well. And this is just one of those games that is, you know, a higher priority for me in terms of games I didn't get to play but would like to go back and, and try. I've heard nothing but great things and yeah. uh, lots of love for this game all around. Yeah. yeah. Good storytelling as well is one of the other things I've heard a lot about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and apparently same composer as Celeste. According yeah, to Lena Rain did the music for Chicory, which that, that yeah, Fantastic alone, composer. It's exciting. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, same day, we also got Final Fantasy VII Remake in, uh, Integrade, which I am ashamed to say I've played a little bit of Yuffie's story. I've still not beaten it. It's so good, man. It's not even that long. You gotta I go know. Yeah. I got caught up playing uh playing um what is it called? The the mini game. Oh, um oh, Fort, Fort, Condor? Condor. Uh, Fort Condor. Fort Condor. I did right. all the Fort yeah. Condor stuff and moved on and then got <laughs> called away to other things. Oh, right, I know why, because the next game came out. Yeah. Well yeah, one of the other games came out we were gonna talk about. But yeah, that's why. Plus I wanted to yeah, play it with Amy, we just didn't get a chance to sit down and both watch it so uh God, they did a I, great job with the yuffie episode and playing as her is so she just like the other characters in the base game she feels like a oh, she's fun playable character she's so fun they did a great job with the soundtrack no surprise there but not just the yuffie episode but just as a as an update to you know as a ps5 update to the original game this is one of the best next gen updates on ps5 in my opinion it look you can play it in both performance mode and uh visual you know fidelity mode at 4k but man seeing this game in 60 fps it's just it's a feast for the eyes throughout and it just underscored how much i love this game i ff7 remake was my game of the year in 2020 i just loved it just as much here in 2021 but it looks even better and that square really did a great job with this re-release straight mm-hmm. up yeah this was actually the first game i played on my ps5 was jumping oh, into nice. in- integrate <laughs> and that nice. whole rigmarole process of getting the freaking save from final fantasy 7 from oh. my ps4 <laughs> to the ps5 
don't want to think about that. I, I still need to go back and do that so I can actually fight Vice because I what I thought was I like all my different save files would go over, but no, you had I didn't realize until later that it was all replacing the last one. So I can right. You have to down like upload it, download it, upload it, download it. You can't just upload all of them and then download all of them. And I didn't realize that, so I don't have my most recent. Uh, play through uh, uh, play file on there so I can easily get back to Vice in the main game. So, Spider Man <laughs> had the same dumb stuff for uh, transferring oh, saves. Wow. Oh man, it's yeah, uh, it's unfortunate. It was a really but, silly, yeah, system they went with. Yeah, that was a whole process. But thankfully, just playing um, Integrate itself was a wonderful experience all around. Just its visuals, its music. Uh, the characterization, Yuffie and Sonan were, were great characters together, bouncing off one another. Uh, Susie Young killed it as Yuffie, just as jumping in and, and really capturing the character that you, you feel like you knew from you know other itera- iterations and as well as the original Final Fantasy VII. And just to see that and um, just to see what else was expanded upon in the ending. It was just such a great like culmination mm-hmm. and it gets you really hyped up for what comes up for part two of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't want to wait. <laughs> I don't want to wait. Yeah, I, I, I can't don't really blame you. Uh, it's going to be a while before we see part two, but but there are some great teases for you know what we might see when we finally do get part two mm-hmm. uh, as a thing. So needed, yeah, needed. Great, great release all around. Need to get to it. Really do. Um, also June 10th, not a whole lot to say about this because I didn't pick it up and I don't really think, I didn't hear about anybody really picking this up. Uh, Ninja Maybe Gaiden Master, Master Collection. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it got a lot of pre-release buzz, but yeah, I didn't really hear about a lot of people picking this up either. And... I mean, they're good classic old games, but I just haven't gone to them, so it's just... <laughs> it's funny when we, we talk about them as classic old games because I've you know I've said many times before I'm a fan of the 8-bit trilogy the really right. classic Ninja Gaiden games I never really got into the 3D ones as much I, I not, only not played the original and it did kick my butt in the day <laughs> back ah. in the day so it'd be interesting to go back to it and see how I hold up nowadays but eh, eh it's alright um, yeah and then the day after June 11th three, uh, three more games First Jeez, up, Game Builder whammy. Garage, uh, which, <laughs> yeah, Nintendo not having an easy way to look at other people's stuff, that died quick. Yeah, I think that was Steve's yeah. main complaint, too. He he's, he reviewed it and, and primarily covered it for us, and he seemed to enjoy it quite a bit. And I think he liked playing it with his daughter, if I remember correctly. But that lack of discoverability is really what I believe he said kind of hurt it for him as well. And I can see why. What's the point? Yeah, almost, right? yeah. The actual teaching software <clears throat> in Game Builder Garage is really good. Mm-hmm. But like you said, without that discoverability, uh, in a lot of ways it actually hampers learning. Because mm-hmm. you don't get yeah, feedback. what other people are doing. Yeah. Right. And that. Hmm. So, don't know why yeah. they... <laughs> don't know why. Yeah, it seems yeah, a little I, dumb. I probably would have picked it up if there was more discoverability. Because I'm not the building type. I don't really want to make my own games... But I'd sure love to try what other people create. Yeah, that, that's, that's where cool. it has the value for people like me and Ash. Yeah, but, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a shame. It reminds me of a situation with Mario Maker, except that one was done very well as far as a little, right. at least better, better yeah. the, as far as finding like popular creations and all that. But yeah, that's playing on 3ds. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for oh, sure. Geez, that whole thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but. Another game that got a lot of buzz, and I unfortunately did not get the chance to play it, but it looks gorgeous. 
Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> get to play it. Any of us play it? Man, I I mean I played through the demo. There, are, the demo was really fun. I got a good feel for for the characters because I played Guilty Gear way back when, like on the PS2 and Action Core Plus was was a thing, and then I got into Blaze Blue and and other games by Arc System Works. So I wanted to get into this one. That's around the time my PS5 died. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, right. Uh, and then uh, I was like, well, what am I going to do? So, yeah, uh, I, I was able to, um, yeah, I, I played through, um, God, what was it? Yeah, I, I played through Integrate. I was going to get I was gonna get uh, Guilty Gear after I finished Integrate, and then not long after that happened. And so uh, once I got it back, I didn't really get a chance to get back into it, so... That was unfortunate, but man, they, they Arxis and Works make some gorgeous visuals with these things now. Dear don't God, they? do they? It just keeps seem to sure get do. better and better. Uh, yeah, it is I mean, in, insane. Um, I've I've only ever played Blaze Blue. I've never touched Guilty Gear, but Strive makes me look mm-hmm. at it and be like, hmm. <laughs> same. I mean, same with DNF Duel and th- that whole thing. That I missed that beta, but uh, God, they make their games look good. Oh yeah. So much energy to their animations and just the visuals themselves. Oh, I don't know. It makes you want to go back just to experience <laughs> yeah. that itself. Yeah. They're still adding characters and everything. That's and true. All, even like classic characters from the older Guilty Gear games. Uh, maybe one day. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'd, li- I'd like to have the time to like really get into and learn these games, but I just don't. But I, I love watching them visually. And I love watching high-level play in general in fighting games, but these are so flashy. That I just really they're they're visually a splendor to watch when you watch people who really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm one of those nutcases that loves fighting game stories, and uh, I was able to follow along with Blaze Blue's story one and two. I never played the Goodness. other ones after that, but I hear Guilty Gear is is un just incredibly just wild, uh, where like the game. main antagonist for like mm-hmm. five or six games is just referred to as that man. <laughs> Yeah, and as Christmas Nathan right. the VA points out in our patron chat, also Guilty Gear Strive got snubbed hard for best soundtrack at the Game Awards. It did. Uh, and if you're saying it got snubbed, even though near replicant won, then that's hugely kind words to Guilty Gear because oh, yeah. I haven't heard the soundtrack, but I, I have heard what you other people say what you're saying, Nathan, which <laughs> is that the soundtrack is amazing. It sounds like you agree, Daniel. Well, they're different. They're definitely different, very different soundtracks for different people. But mm-hmm. I, at least being nominated, that would have been a good nod to the work that they do because that that series always has like the really wild, like hard rock soundtracks. If you play Blaze Blue, it's pretty much the same kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I still think Near Replicant, Akechi Okabe still deserves that. So <laughs> you know, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, to each their own. And then I, I thought Bravely Default Two got snubbed personally. That was my snub. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then finally, on June 11th, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Woo! which hell yeah, I think all of us enjoyed. I adore this game to death. It's going to be coming up a lot for me in our game of the year discussions. So you know, I'll just preface that: mm-hmm. expect Ratchet and Clank for me. Uh, you know, to, for it to come up <laughs> for me because I thought this game was incredible. And I would love to go back and play it. I played, a li- I played, replayed a little bit of it uh, in the 40 FPS mode. They released like right as I finished the game. And <clears throat> God, man, visually, this game blows my mind. And even <laughs> my wife uh, was watching me play it. And she was impressed, too. Like, she'll she'll pay attention to a lot of the games I play just, you know, out of interest. But for this one, she was like, these visuals are unbelievable. Are you kidding me? I'm like, I know, right, right? And she's like, 
none of you deserve these incredible game developers. All all the hard work they do for you <laughs> and all the shit they get put through. You guys don't deserve yeah. that. I'm like, hey, that's not us. Don't rope us in with no, we we appreciate our our developers, man. We know how hard they work and this game, what an achievement, man. Uh what a game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's a, it's, what impressed me is the fact that it hooked you in, considering you've you only played Ratchet and Clank 2016 a little bit before before this came out, and I've been following. I've been yeah. a die fan, a diehard fan of the wool of the Ratchet and Clank series since the beginning, and um, yeah, it was it's it lives up to it. It's the best in the series, in my opinion. It is just utterly fantastic. Um, yeah, man, I can't and wait. I can't wait to see what they do more. Yeah, and it introduced one of the the year's best new characters in any game period. Two, actually, not even just. I wouldn't say just <laughs> Rivet. I say Rivet and Kid. Yeah, both are two of the best, most charming new characters introduced to games this year. Yeah, I man. love them both. Jennifer Hale killed it as Rivet. That's oh yeah, so, yeah, she did. So fantastic to see to hear her voice again in games. I mm. really hope that by this time next year, we're talking about how awesome the standalone Rivet and Kit you know, <laughs> post-launch adventure was, because I want that so badly. Their their dynamic was just so lovable and so interesting, and man, what a game. What mm-hmm. a game. It really says a lot when you have two people who are on both ends of the spectrum, one that recently got into Ratchet and Clank, and the other one who's been a fan for a very long time, saying pretty much the same high praise for that game. It really says a lot, and... Yeah, I, this the game deserved a little more, a little more love at the Game Awards, but it really you know. did. But it, it's about how <laughs> I, I expected. So yeah, I just like more or less. I I can't. I just hope they're not one shots. I I literally cannot imagine another Ratchet and Clank game now without Rivet. And oh Clank no, they, they dude, they have legacy characters like crazy. Like some of them are one shots, yeah. but most characters come back in some form. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to worry about you. You don't need to worry about that with Ratchet and Clank. That is one yeah. thing I can say as a longtime fan. You're fine. You will get what yeah, you want. I want them playable. I mean, I want them to continue being playable. Oh, like I want to. Yeah. After the fan I mean. response, God, yeah, it'll still be. Yeah. 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 Uh, it'll be. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play it, Brandon? I have not. I have never actually played a Ratchet and Clank game. Wow. Um, I've played a little bit, I guess, of the the remake but it didn't really grip me mm-hmm. so uh i want to go back and play the originals instead fair enough fair enough uh i mean i i think they they're of their time but i think they still hold up pretty well so mm-hmm. yeah uh well let's uh, well uh yeah let's fast forward a little bit actually this is on part uh on point so i'll just read it now nathan eisler with five dollar super chat saying my heart belongs to the ps2 ratchets but rift apart is my second favorite of the year after a certain mind-bending platformer that came out later yeah, we'll get to that. Well, next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did any of us play uh, June 22nd's release, Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX? Very briefly, and I was not a fan. It, it didn't mm. feel like it smoothed over enough of the, the original's rough edges, polish issues to, yeah, to, to make me really want to play it. I was curious about it, but it, yeah, it just didn't quite get there for me in terms of quality of life updates. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then next up is June 24th, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Legend of Mana, which yeah, I didn't know. Man, what is with, we get these collection, we got a collection of uh, Mana and then we got Legend of Mana. We got a collection of Saga and then we got Saga Frontier. Uh, we need more right. square collections with the off like PS1 remasters, apparently. 
Seriously. <laughs> and while I didn't play this myself, I, I watched a lot of coverage on it, and it seems as though Square Enix did a really, really elegant glow-up job on Legend of Mana. And I was uh, uh, listening to the re remastered, rearranged soundtrack on YouTube until the channel I was listening to it on got taken down. <laughs> but Yoko Shimomura, predictably, not surprisingly, killed it with this remastered soundtrack. And those of you who've already played Legend of Mana know it already had one of the best soundtracks from the PS1 era. It is one of the very best. And it, just hearing it in rearranged form it has been wonderful. And if I could vote for you know remaster soundtracks for like the best music of the year this would be in the running because it is they did such a great she did such a great job with it um but what i've seen of it visually it got a, a great glow up too and gameplay wise legend of mana has never been my favorite mana game not even close to it but it's still mm. a good game and from what i've seen of how the remaster turned out if you have any interest in the mana series and haven't played legend i think this is a pretty good bet uh, in terms of how to play it. I don't, you know, you can switch between the original and remastered soundtracks. There's a lot of quality of life updates. Everything I've seen about this indicates to me that they did a really good job with this remaster. That's awesome. Eventually, I'll hopefully pick it up. I still got to play Trials of Mana and Secret of Mana. Right. I've only actually played Final right. Fantasy Adventure. So, oh, whoops. <laughs> um, yeah. Next up, uh, June 25th. Mario Golf Super Rush. What do we think of this one? Hey. I, yeah. I, I'm kind of over Mario Golf it's a, in general. I'm just not a big golf guy, right? Mm. I, I played a lot of Mario Golf 64 with my dad because he loves golf, and I have really good memories of doing that. But beyond that, it's just eh. speed golf was cool, and I tried it a couple mm. of times, but I think I had my fill. And I just don't really need to play this anymore. I just kind of got my fill of it. I think my friend Joe and I played uh, Super Rush on launch night for like eight straight hours. Oh my God. Oh, just, man. That is we a just lot kept of playing. We just kept playing multiplayer because uh, if you've got two people, it lets you do simultaneous golf. Uh, so you don't have to do speed golf. You can literally just, you know, uh, play the game at the same time without having to wait to take turns. And we found that to be really enjoyable. So okay. we were just having conversations and hitting golf balls, and we did that for all, <laughs> an entire evening. <laughs> oh, we should have played great. golf together while I was over there. I didn't even I, think about yes. that. We totally I should. still haven't played the new courses. Uh, I still haven't played a Shy yeah. Guy. They they have supported <laughs> this game true. pretty well afterwards and getting new golfers in there, some more courses. It, it, it's definitely um, gotten expanded. It, it feels more fleshed out since its release in June. Mm -hmm. It's uh, uh, it's got a nice amount of content in it, I think, mm -hmm. uh, at this point, is in terms of the character roster and just the amount of courses that you get, because there are a lot. Um, and plus there's the story mode, which they handle a lot better than they did with uh, Mario Tennis Aces. It's still not, like, groundbreaking or anything. <laughs> it's nothing like the Game Boy games. Yeah. But it, mm -hmm. is, it is a nicer experience. Yeah. Yeah. Ukulele um, Sky makes a good point, though, saying, I still miss when Mario spinoffs were less sanitized. I guess that's a way to put it. And I know exactly what you mean. It's it's kind of a weird concept, but I know what you mean. They do feel safe and sanitized in a way that previous Mario spinoff games necessarily didn't. And maybe that's Nostalgia Glasses talking, but it's kind of how I felt about how like Mario Kart Wii felt compared to 
other prior Mario Kart sequels. It just felt very sanitized and well, safe. I, they didn't, I know what you It feels more traditional, like a more traditional um, sports game rather than a Mario sports game with some of the wacky elements. And mm-hmm. I feel like um, Super Rush and, you know, the latest Mario Tennis Aces uh, added that, have elements of that, but not quite to the degree that they used to. That said, I've never right. really played a ton of Mario sports games. I know Amy was super excited for Mario Golf. She she got a kick out of it, but I don't know. I just I've never really sat down to play these types of games. As, as someone who's yeah. played a lot of Toadstool Tour on Game Boy or Game Boy on GameCube, uh, I don't know. I think Super Rush is right about level with where that game was in terms of its Mario ness. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, you could probably say different for like Mario Tennis Aces, I would I would agree that it probably is more sanitized. But no, Super Rush I think is right what I've right around what I would have wanted for from a golf game. Um Yeah, I guess mm. that's really all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, do we have all anything right. to say about uh, the June 25th game, uh, the other June 25th game, Scarlet Nexus, which actually got some good word of mouth once it released. Um but I didn't get the chance to check it out, but uh Seemed pretty good from what I heard. This is a game I, I want to play. Demo. Yeah, like I, I this, 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 yeah, this is a game that I at some point I do want to try this out. I hear some, um, some comparisons to like the Tales series as well. So this is something that I wanted to try and like at least get into. Very anime, which is fine with me. Yep. I'll get into my <laughs> anime games as well. Didn't it just have an anime announced? It might have. I think so. Oh, I'm not surprised. It's a Bandai Namco. Uh, game i believe so an anime adaptation is is usually in the works when that happens (laughs) i know apparently (laughs) oh well there you go (laughs) uh i know steve really liked it and and for those of you wondering i know i I keep saying steve really like this and that he should hopefully be here on wednesday for part two of our wrap-up we think he'll be here so hopefully you get to hear straight straight from his mouth next time but from what i remember uh steve did like scarlet nexus and, and was pretty hype about it um really all the way up to release and a little bit past it i played the demo and kind of bounced off it i'm not gonna lie not to the point where i'm like this isn't for me for sure i don't want to play this ever again but i didn't like it as much as i thought i would given the overt anime aesthetic and you know me i love my anime and my anime games but yeah, I just kind of bounced off it. But this is kind of something I think I'd like to go back and revisit and give a second try. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mind frame for it when I sat down to play it, the demo at least, because it seems like something I would enjoy. So I'm definitely still intrigued by it, even though I didn't uh, really enjoy the demo that much. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in the chat are saying, uh, Daniel, that it, there was some Tales developers on the staff. So some crossover. Yeah, that there. makes sense. Right. Um, before we do, before we wrap up though, Derek, two things happened on June 29th that we might want to mention really quickly. All right. What was that? Uh, right at the very end of the month. The first one is that Sony acquired Housemark, uh, following oh, yeah. Returnal's overwhelming success. So yeah, congrats to Housemark for being acquired by Sony. They are now a, an internal Sony developer. So that happened. Uh, but also more relevant to our own interests is that that is the day that Fighters Pass 11 came out featuring Kazuya Mishima. Kazuya Mishima from the Tekken series. And so that happened. He came with the Mishima Dojo stage, like 50 Tekken songs from across the series, really showcasing, you know, both really good old school Tekken music and new school, uh, more recent Tekken music. And uh, just a really solid release all around. Easily, personally, my worst fighting game character in Smash. Mm -hmm. I'm best with Terry. 
okay-ish with Ryu and Ken. Not very good with Kajia, but he's fun to play. And it's cool that uh, Bandai Namco, you know, they did they shouldered so much of the burden, the development work on Smash Ultimate. It's cool that they got mm-hmm. another character that, uh, you know, aside from Pac-Man. So mm-hmm. Kazuya yeah. was a thing. Did, uh, do you guys have any particular thoughts about Kazuya when he released? Nah. It's funny that you mentioned Kazuya because last night I was doing uh, – one thing I like to just play uh, random CPU matches in Squad Strike because uh-huh, you can't play Squad I do Strike too. online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love Squad Strike, but you can't play it online. So right. that's how I get my fix. Uh, and I pulled Kazuya as one of my three, and I, I realized I forgot, I forgot he was in the game. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that, that oh. sounds about right. Oh. Poor Kazuya. What we all have that character or two that we forget is in Smash. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's right. a lot to be fair. Right. Um, and oh. as the Fought 54 points out, the all-important Yodel music from Tekken 6 was in the game, and at least in their case, has them baffled. But it was so important <laughs> that they got that song into the game. And uh, just another example of just an embarrassment of riches for how much the Fighters Pass was or how much individual characters are. You get, like Terry, so many music tracks in addition to the character and stage. Just they, It yeah. was an embarrassment <laughs> of riches for Tekken music fans that day, for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm. this this I don't really play or, you know, Probably one of my least played DLC characters is Kazuya, but definitely uh, appreciative that with with his in, in, uh, induction into Smash Brothers, I finally got some music from my, one of my favorite composers ever, Goshina, in this in this game, Smash Brothers Ultimate, which was really a, a, a great thing, a great feeling for me to see, and uh, that's just a, a little niche thing from me for that I celebrated. Yeah, yeah, I I um, play I play Steve less than Kazuya, but I will say I it's hard to forget that Steve's in the in the game. <laughs> oh, he's Steve. Has I, a I, I remember Steve just because I watch a lot of competitive play, and Steve plays <laughs> wacky shit with that character. Now no, I'm sure absolutely wacky. Um, Twilord makes a good point in our YouTube chat. Min Min should be included. I I think of the fighting game reps as being Ryu, Ken, Terry, and Kazuya, but Min Min is from a fighting game. That's true. And reps her own fighting games mechanics in Smash, mm-hmm. so. She should be part of that conversation. She's just a little less of a traditional. traditional yeah. But yeah. She totally counts. Yeah. Good point. But that right. wraps up the first half of 2021 and all the games released. Uh, pretty good set, I'd say. Some definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of games in there. Like, like looking back at it, it's like, dang it, I need to play that. And I yeah. have no idea when. <laughs> that is. Year and it oh, takes yeah. two are at the top of my list for me personally. Yeah. It's a good so. year of games. Yeah, it is. Very you know, it's so funny. Uh, Juan mentioned we're not going to talk about E3's try. Yeah, E3 happened, I guess. It happened in June, but nobody yeah. paid attention to yeah, it. Yeah, nobody cared. Kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so E3 happened as an online event, but it, it kind of went over like a big wet fart. So not <laughs> Pretty much. much. We looked at E3. We, we did. looked. We did. Yeah. Give it a look. We, we registered glanced. for it, technically, but it didn't really matter. Yeah. Not a whole really lot of stuff. Going on yeah. Uh, it's June Maybe also gave us, June, at the very end of June, also gave us Doki Doki Literature Literature Club Plus, which is, I would say, is a great game. I I I quite enjoy um, psychological horror a lot more than just like, you know, blood and gore kind of horror. And mm-hmm. uh, I stand by that. Yeah. It's a good game. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With that, I believe uh, we have wrapped up the episode, and uh, whew, um, <laughs> that was a that was a, a beefy one. Super chats, was there oh, yeah. a few more super chats? I'm so sorry. Did I miss those? I did no, miss okay. those. Um, 
Late Night Sprites with a $2 super chat saying, 2021, the year there was no Just Dance on the Wii. That is true. Finally. I remember when they when they released. kept it on Wii uh, for uh, longer than Wii U. It was on Wii That's after so it was funny. on Wii U, which is just the saddest thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Fisto with a $4.99 uh, donation. Thank you so much. Saying, I have to say I am loving the, the long episode today. Such a cozy feeling to hang out with all of you for an extended amount of time before Christmas. Cheers. Yeah, we were dedicated oh, yeah. to try to get through these uh, th- th- this first half uh as, as long as it took um so and yeah we're gonna and we'll be doing the second half on wednesday yeah. second half is gonna be beefy yep it definitely feels like, like it's gonna be beefy so that'll that'll be something that's the expensive half that'll be another yeah, yeah it is jeez <laughs> my then, wallet died <laughs> yeah, exactly but yeah well it'll be another beefy episode on wednesday as we discuss the second half of the year uh, in preparation for Friday, of course, which is Christmas Eve, and we're not going to have an episode on that day. No. People are going to be with their families. We're going to be with our families getting ready for the holidays. I'm going to be so. with family by Wednesday. I'm traveling. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to try to be there uh, to, uh, for, for, for Wednesday. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if I can cool. make it, but I'm going to try. Yeah. Um, as as I said, Steve might be able to make it on Wednesday. We hope he can. We're crossing our fingers. He's still, of course, getting situated with his new you know, situation, his new place. But uh, he'll be back soon. Don't worry. He will be back. Yep. So, yeah, with that, I believe that covers all the uh, major releases from uh, the first half of 2021. Uh, Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, It really does mean a lot. And of course, a big thank you to all of our patrons, big and small. You really don't know how much it means to us that you support us. It's uh, it's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't do it without Nope, could not do it without you. And of course, the show wouldn't even happen without all, all of our producers. So thank you all for all of your support, for making this show happen, for joining us uh, for each and uh, these three days a week so we can talk about basically whatever we want. That's a good feeling. And of course, an extra, extra special thank you to all of our executive producers and above. It really means the world, uh, especially in these holiday times. But thank you oh, yeah. going to Brandon Bovia. Rob Arman X, Fangs, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Romsky 113, uh, Critter, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotek, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran 127, Black King, Pagrima, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Maderos, Orm M, Becca, Roxacat, Killamox, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, uh, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Jessica Toad, Deaneth, Coda, Sci Fi Lullabies, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hoobie, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askron 809, Rioner, Ditto M, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Nathan Steele, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer, Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Rosa Bowling, Hi Steve's Mom, <laughs> Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Kane Woolley, Skull Kid Tiger, Dark Steel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, 
Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Dinner Sonic, Derek, Jeff Ed, Stag Nasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Santi the Person, Brendan Hess, Hustle Bun, uh, Noah Fitterer, Fitterer, Rizmon, Calvin Atkinson, Hinaru77, Brooke Obscura, and Tarvald. Thank you all Ooh. so, so much for all of your continued support and just being here uh, for us. Uh, happy holidays to you all. And remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can get access to our exclusive post show and ad free content for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. If you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. Until next time, good night and good vibes. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Till we meet again. See ya.